What's up, everybody? Welcome to Tuesday's show. I'm Ultra David. And I'm James Chen. How's everybody out there going? I'm late. Sorry about that. <laughs> I always have a physical therapy appointment right before this because it's kind of on the way to James's place. Mm -hmm. And today just went long, and I got there late, actually, because there was a lot of traffic. Mm -hmm. And then it went long anyway. And then driving here afterward, there was also a lot of traffic. So, you know, everything came together. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about now that. Now you guys know why every time David comes here, he's super sweaty and all. I've said that I'm on stream. Yeah, I, I mean, know, it's I true. Know. I'm definitely sweaty. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Uh, anyway, we're going to be talking about these various tournament results. Uh, each of us went to an event this weekend, quite different ones. That's we'll talk right. about those. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about some 5-5 matchup stuff. We'll get into debates about FGC villains. And we'll be talking about eh, some interesting viewer choice topics. We'll have to see which one came out on top of that. Okay. Other stuff as well. There's various other news, and then we'll chat about the CTWC. That's right. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Hi. I bet. I bet. But yeah, let's start with ECT. East Coast Throwdown was this past weekend. I went, and it was my first time going to an ECT. Yeah, I haven't been able to go to one. It makes me sad, because obviously I want to support Ally Joe as much I as know. possible. But right now it's ranking events and stuff like that, so they haven't had any reason for flying me out there yet. For sure. But for you... It was a Mortal Kombat. It was a Mortal premiere. Kombat pro competition premiere or right. stop or whatever. And it's it closed called. on Mortal Kombat, didn't it? Or did it close on? Yeah, Tech? it was the last game. Yeah, yeah, okay. It was. Okay. It was. Yeah, it's a good event. I mean, just before we get into results, I really had a good time at it. It was at the same time, like it had a good blend of new school and old school feeling tournaments in sort of like a smaller combo breaker I would say right. where, where okay, like okay. you there's definitely the grassroots feel which is great but at the same time there's not the like old school problems of old tournaments of it starts late mm. you know goes until three in the morning <laughs> right the old it's stuff an East Coast tournament that's on time bam exactly it was great man I really I really had fun at it super chill there was an arcade room where I played third strike I'm not sure not was competed. It just, it's just, not competed. I mean, it's, are you just rusty? I mashed at third strike. I don't even know what to tell you. It was <laughs> awful. Uh, but it was still fun, and I watched other people play third strike better than me. That was good. And they even had an NBA Jam tournament. Yeah, I saw part that of that. Was cool. I think that might have been one of the only parts that I saw for the weekend that I managed to check when I was at the hotel. So. They had old school Mortal Kombat, and I watched a little bit of catch up from the UK playing against the Northeast guys That's who are all like legit at it, you That's know? That's so funny. Because um, there, there actually was like a legit Northeast early MK scene and some of those dudes are still around. So that was that was cool to watch. Uh, it's a lot of people who I don't see very often. Some people who travel, you know, all over were there obviously. Mm -hmm. But then there were also people there who just go to the stuff in the Northeast or on the East Coast. So that was cool too. It's my first time going to a Eastern Seaboard to Northeast tournament. Since we went to NEC that year. Oh, And that okay. was probably right. that was long 2015 yeah. or 16. It was a while ago now. There's just, like, not that much. It's like it's like California. California is not very good in tournaments. We just we have, like, one slash zero this year. We just didn't have any this year. Right. And somehow the, like, densest part of the country just didn't get a major. <laughs> and it was it's the same way for the Northeast, where well, which is actually the densest part of the country, which has, like, ECT. And that's it. Oh, I don't know why. I guess defend well, the north. Defend the north. Yeah, yeah. Defend so, so there, there, there are just a couple. I don't know. I've always thought that's weird, but whatever. Uh, I really you enjoy know it. why. Because honestly, it's because the venue spaces in these areas sure. are so much more expensive. 
So it's just like, okay, I'm going to go find a tournament space somewhere else, you yeah, know. I really think that is part I mean, of that's it, yeah. probably one of the reasons why, you know, ECT is not in New York, right? It's, it's, wh- no. which city is it? It's, it's in Stanford. Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah, that's where, um, uh, Evo East always was, right, too. Right, right, yeah. Right? I, I was hanging out with Perfect Legend there, and he said that's the first time he's been in this building since Evo East. Was it the same building? The same building. Wow! Yep. Okay, the one where, like, yep. the freeway exit, and you make this super sharp turn onto the, into the drive, okay. That's so crazy. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, shout-outs to Joe, uh, Sweet Johnny V, uh, Zach, and Walter, and everybody else who's involved with that stuff. It was a really good tournament. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Um, I will say, though, however, that, first of all, I appreciate that they bought the staff pizza. That's great. I like to have food while I'm there. Otherwise, I just wouldn't have had anything. So thanks for the idea of that. But in practice, (laughs) the pizza they got was like something you'd fish out of a Chuck E. Cheese ball pit. Oh, God. Wait, 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 wait. What, like, was it a local pizza company? I guess it must have been lo- I don't know. But whatever it was, <clears throat> was really bad. It was so bad that, like, you can't call it... Connecticut has a style of pizza, I guess. Hot oil pizza or something. This wasn't that. This was oh, okay, okay. just... It wouldn't have passed in California. Right. Oh, okay. dang. Okay, okay, okay. okay. If, if you get my okay. drift. I mean, it's... <clears throat> so on the one hand, I'm happy that there was free pizza. On the other hand... Boy, it was actually so bad that most of Sunday, after my commentary stint, I went back up to the hotel room and I was like alternating between the floor and the toilet for a while. A while. I mean, were, did other people say it was pretty bad? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so after the event ended, uh, you know, uh, Rick and I were talking and, and Rick was like, you know, after this weekend and all that pizza, uh, I feel like I need to start reevaluating my diet and I just... <laughs> I don't, I don't want to feel so bad after eating food. Right. And I was like, Rick, I had the same internal monologue right. like 10 minutes before. It's it's almost like, so I got food poisoning for real once at Korean barbecue. Right. Uh-huh. I remember that. That was Marn's fault. <laughs> yeah, I no, guess. No, it wasn't his fault. It, it was, was at his birthday party. Yeah, 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 yeah. And whatever, we must have cook, undercooked the food. So for a week, I had terrible stomach pain. And then... I went to the doctor, and I was diagnosed with a condition called gastroparesis. What the hell? Lazy stomach is literally what that translates to. And I had that for a good six to nine months, and during that time, I just couldn't eat certain foods. My, my stomach had, like, lost the ability to process Jesus, some stuff. Hang on a second. I'm just <clears throat> so I, I lost a bunch of weight, and I felt terrible until I, like, got out of that. This is a mini version of that. So I'm now, I now can't eat bread. I have to t- I have to swear bread off. Well, not like permanently though. No, right? not permanently, but for at least a while. I feel like I passed a bagelry in JFK Airport, and the smell of it made me feel sick. Are you serious? Yeah. A, I dude, I had like two b- delicious toasted bagels during my trip. Dude, I love <laughs> you. You know I love bagels. You know I love bagels. But there's just something about my stomach right now. So I have like. Salad, you know. I mean, this is what I'm gonna be eating That's, for the next while. Dude, it's, you know me. I love dang. sniffing bread. I'm Yo, the bread yeah. sniffer, oh, yeah. right? Oh, so come on. bread's great. Oh, that sucks, bread sucks. Dude. Who is in? I can't believe. This. I know. Can someone that's, please? That's clearly like, trolling. Ban, ban Obviously not real. Kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, anyway, so as much as I love bread, I have to swear it off for a little while. Thanks for the pizza. In conclusion, <laughs> boy. 
Uh, anyway, it, re- it really was a good event under the Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it, so it's a CPT ranking event. It's a. Yeah. Was it? It was a Neo Geo. Was it a Neo Geo World Tour event? Or I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think it was. It's just I feel like as it goes, uh, just a- as time moves on, I'm pretty sure this event has got to slowly by slowly be coming to candidacy for, for like. Uh, for Capcom premiere event and stuff like that. It, it definitely deserves more of a look. Uh, I mean, it seemed well attended. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how many people overall. I'm looking at some of the tournaments, and they had, like, about 200-ish to 150-plus. So, I mean, it was it was well attended, but, yeah, I, I feel like in the future, if they keep it going this way, it should be big. It definitely should mm-hmm. be big. I should figure out a way to turn my cat into a controller at this point so I can, like, play Hitbox <laughs> on him. He would probably love that right now. So I'd be like... <laughs> Yeah. Dude, he is just look at this guy. What a good boy. He is. Oh god, you are such a cat. What a good boy. The litter box, I like that. That is a good one. See again on our stream, we we make cats comfortable here. We don't feed them poison or anything like that, so you know, the the Alinity chick like tried to like give her cat alcohol and stuff like that, all that stuff. Oh that that's right. Anyway, shout outs to everybody at ECT. I had a lot of fun. Cool to hang out with everybody, except for the period of time when I was ensconced in my room. <laughs> let's get to the results. Yes, let's do so. So, MK11 was the final game of the night. It was won by Sonic Fox. Second place was Dragon. But he came from Losers. And then bracket, Ninja Killer. Right? Yeah, Dragon sent him to Losers, which has happened twice now. Okay, okay. And both times, Fox has come back to win the whole tournament. So Fox continues their streak of making grand finals at every single major. Now, one of the guys that was at the Classic Tetris World Championships, he's a big MK fan and everything like that, he said that Sonic Fox was using Jaded Jade. Yes. Is that true? That is true. So that's, again, it's like the version, it's like another one of those uh, variations that people don't use. For sure. Right? For sure. And so he's, my question to you is, is he just trying, is he... Anigo Montoya, is he trying to fight left-handed right now just to give himself a challenge, or does he truly believe things? I mean, Sonic Fox won the IPS Finals with Joker, you know? It's, mm-hmm. I think they won with, I, I don't remember the count, but it was something like half a dozen different characters in Injustice, and including, mm-hmm. like, Black Canary and Joker and right. whatever, like, just whatever. Right. So it's not truly, new. But I, it's not I, new. Right, it's not new, but does he truly believe... They. Yeah, that's okay. Does he truly... They. Hmm? they. They, that's right, that's right. Uh, do they truly believe that these characters are tournament viable yeah. or are they just you I know? think so. No, I, yeah, I, I definitely think so. I don't think it's just being a dick. Yeah. Okay. I okay. think I think it's for for real. <laughs> uh, and I mean, look, a lot of a lot of it look really good. Uh, so Dragon loses again. Uh-huh, this uh-huh. is definitely a thorn. And Dragon in the is side. still going with Cetrion, right? It hasn't changed yeah, or it's okay. Just Cetrion. okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, they, you tried Katana once actually, but it's mostly Cetrion. Okay. Okay. Only went to Katana after losing 5-0 in Grand Finals. So. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So was it a reverse 6-0? It was a reverse 6-0. Ah, yeah. Dang, yeah. that sucks. Uh, Shoutouts to Ninja Killer. So I think the top three in the world are these guys. Mm-hmm, Fox, Dragon, mm-hmm. Ninja Killer. They yeah. were all up there. Um, Shoutouts to Hey George. I wanted to bring this up. Hey George is a player from Chile, from Santiago, Chile, yes. which is currently experiencing very That's bad right. violence. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. A lot of persecution, as I understand. So... I hope that he has gotten home okay. He was telling me that um, he doesn't live in Santiago itself, but that the airport might have been shut down, and that he didn't know if he could even fly home at all. And then he was like, well, how am I going to get home after that? Like, I don't want my mom to come pick me up, because 
what if there's going to be violence? I don't want right. my mom yeah, to get yeah, yeah, hurt yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And how, should I pick up a taxi? Like, how are they even going to be taxis there? Like, why would a taxi take this risk? You know, mm-hmm. driving me home. Of who? So I really hope that he was able to get home okay. I asked him to like tweet everybody once he gets home, okay, and I haven't okay. seen that tweet yet. Oh, so I'm hoping that 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 does of, work out. A lot of unrest these days. Absolutely. A lot of unrest. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dragon did win a game. That's true. All right, so it was six to one. Oh, uh, he did win a game with Katana. I think, I think in his mind, if you were to ask him, I don't know that he would tell you he even thought about it as six one. Right. Like he was just like, Ugh. Uh, anyway, that was cool. Really good tournament. Uh, there were some dudes up there who had not made top eights in the past. Splash, Burrito, Hey George, so Coach Steve. Okay. Okay. Very fun. But man, Street Fighter Five. It was won by Reciprocity Punk, who played Karen, Chun-Li, G, and Colleen. Yeah. And not that, not just that he played G, but when it was Grand Finals versus Knuckledoo, who got second place, Punk mirror-matched... Yeah, I heard about that. ...Knuckledoo's G so and it was, won. <laughs> it was a G-on-G cry it right was. there. It was. It was. Punk... See, now... I don't have to ask the question, the same question that I asked about Sonic Fox about Punk. Mm-hmm. He's doing it to be a jerk. He's definitely being a dick. <laughs> There's no doubt. No doubt. He's definitely doing it to be a jerk. Yeah, yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Oh, um, man. You know, when I saw Punk, I was like, first of all, you know, congrats, whatever. Uh-huh. I, I wasn't, like, effusive. I was like, congrats. But I heard that you lost in Mortal Kombat, and he was like, I'm really mad. I went negative for the first time in a tournament. He went one and two. It went Mortal Kombat? Yeah. and But just the way that he phrased it, I went negative for the first time. He had never gone one and two. Or oh and two. <laughs> I was like, what? how is that possible? But okay. There's a guy who's pretty good at fighting games. Uh, Idom got third. Men RD after that. Terrence and Jesse. Then Shine and Brutus. So Brutus making top eight school. Oh, yeah. Congrats awesome. to him. Canada's Brutus. Right. Yep. Zang- was he using Zangief? He did use Zangief versus Commander Jesse Dalsam in top eight and okay. got promptly killed. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. But good job to Commander Jesse as oh, well. Yeah. So always happy for him. Yeah. Okay. Tekken 7 was won by Mixbox Kudans. Devil Jin. Mm-hmm, nice. And Fighting GM. Was this a was this a Tekken World Tour premiere or is this a, no, a dojo? Or? I'm not sure it was a dojo okay, even. Okay, I, okay. Maybe I didn't see anybody talking about it, but uh, hey, look at that. So you know, uh, Reiko says he really enjoyed, or he or she really enjoyed your commentary with ketchup. Oh, that's very that's nice cool. of you. Thank you. Are you sure it wasn't mustard? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what's funny is I saw ketchup downstairs when I first got there, and I was like, "Hey, Ryan." And I just like took the stab, uh-huh, and I was uh-huh. right. Yes. Nice. Yes. Good job. Good job. Anyway, then Commander, then Nivik, who was there for MK, but also Tekken. Uh, Sonic Fox won Dragon Ball, then Coach Steve as well got second place. Good job, Doug. And Coach Lord Knight Steve, third. Dude. Yeah, he had a killer weekend. Yeah, I, remember, I saw him tweeting about how happy he was uh, for this weekend. Yeah, so. he's a guy who has a lot of talent and hasn't made top eight for a while. I mean, former top eight at Evo in Marvel Three. Right. If you recall, of course. So. Of course. Of course. Very he's obviously player. a very good player. For sure. He's obviously a very very strong. He was good at so many games. Good at Pokémon. He was oh, good yeah. at like every game. Yeah. He's just a yeah. super talented guy. Definitely. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just one of those guys who's super talented but feel like he's never had that breakthrough yet. I kind of agree with that, yeah. But it might also just be because he spreads himself a little thin. That that is true, that is true. I looked at the results for NK for him, and he's made ninth at, like, five events. So he finally did get top eight in that one. Samurai Shonen was won by Andy OCR. Dude, I'm so happy for him on that one. I saw the ending of that one. I, 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 I turned tuned into the stream, and it was the last round. <laughs> but I was really happy for Andy OCR. And, you know, Congrats. obviously there's a little bit of this East Coast-West Coast rivalry going, yeah. as there always is. But in the end, you know, even Andy OCR tweeted, like, showed a picture of them all hanging out afterwards. It's of like, course. in the end, it's love and everything like that. But let's go, and West Coast, West Coast. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's so cool. Yeah, I think that's yeah, so yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely cheering for him in the crowd. Oh, yes, of I course. was there. Diddy Mokoff got second. Who, are people not counting as West Coast, or what? What do you do about that? I don't know. I don't, listen know, what to you count, I don't know what you'd count him as right now. He's lost Right. right. He's, I don't know. Lost Soul got third, then Jimmy Bones yeah, fourth. Shout out to Lost Soul. This is a game that he's been putting a lot of time mm. into. Really making Shiki look super scary right now. I so. liked his movement with her. Yeah. I was watching a little bit of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> Just come on! I didn't mean that. All right, <laughs> I'm not trying to be. Uh, Chris, then Chris G and KDZ got fifth, and Space Detective KH and Corey Bell got seventh. Hey, yeah, I was really happy for Corey awesome. as well. So good job to him. What's really cool, gratifying for me is that you know when me and Olaf and Corey play, I can keep up with them. Mm-hmm. So you know, seeing that okay. Corey Bell gets up in seventh place means you know I'm, I'm not bad at the You're game. You're not bad, I'm not obviously. Bad at the game. Yeah, that's so, awesome, dude. That, there you go. So. Caliber 6 was won by Linkors, oh, Undernight by Linkors. LTP, DOA was won by Excalibur Blades, second place was Crazy Steady, and then third place is Video Games Is Life. <laughs> I respect that name. That is a good That's name. A good one. Rev 2 was won by Lost Soul, third strike by Nika KO. Yeah, and it's funny, when he won La- uh, Rev 2, he was like, I don't even play this game. He's like, I'm a Sam Show player. Because <laughs> that's all he's been spending his that's time fine. on. It's all he's been doing is practicing Sam Show recently. So. Uh, Rishi won Melee, Diaphone, BB Tag. I mean, you know I'm top 8 Sam Show material based off of the age average at Evo top 8, right? <laughs> That graphic is still the best. It was like 26, 25, 23, 26, 25. Sam showed 33. It was like, yeah. Oh, ST was won by Technical Monkey. Josh C. Then Comeback 386. Nice. Wakanda got third. Good work. Vampires won by Aileris. USF4 by oh, Alex Smith. That actually reminds me. Do you have job, also the, res- the results for the ST tournament that was in France by any chance? Or? I do not. Okay, we'll try to find that in a second then. All right, there's okay. a lot of games here. If anybody can Louis find Cha. it and just throw it in the chat as well so that you can do our research for us, that would be great. Pat Van Pelt won CVS2. Oh, nice. Shout-outs to Pat Van Pelt. PVFP. Man, Te- all these no, names are from the olden days. Technical Jeez. Monkey is the, is the Chun-Li player on Super Turbo. Super Turbo. And then Alpha 2 is won by Sketch. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it for ECT again. I really had a good time. Yeah. Awesome. I, I'm, I'm, I really want to go to ECT. That's one of the events I want to go to the most. Not just because, you know, it's, it's, uh, it seems like a really fun event and all that stuff like that. But again, you know, L.I. Joe is just one of the greatest people, period. And I just want to support him as for much sure. as I can. So, and it's a yeah. good tournament that they have out there. So. Yeah, absolutely. Not a bad one to want to support. Alrighty, let's talk about. Follow Mooncake Gaming. Ooh. 
Nice. EGX 2019. This was a CPT premiere and the European CPT regional finals. So this is Street Fighter V we're talking about right here. Um, you know, as to be expected, it was very well attended on the premiere side. Everybody's trying to get them points. And it was won by Big Bird. Oh, nice. Okay. Big Bird got okay. first. Phenom got second. So Europe <laughs> got first and second. Right. Nice. Big Bird's been on fire. This is the second year in a row that he won the Europe Finals, which he also did. Right. The Europe Finals were won by Big Bird, Infectious second, Problem X third. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So shout out to him for two years in a row getting the European Finals ch uh, Championship. Super cool. Um, the top eight for the Open was Big Bird, Phenom, CN, NL, Angry Bird, Dogra, Itazan, Oil. It was a good one. I watched a little bit of it when I could. Nice, nice. As I mentioned, I may yeah, have been in my room for a while. He won both of the tournaments. He won both of the tournaments. Yeah, that guy is. He did. He's extremely good. I mean, it's. Think Se about his second life. place Evo. Yeah, like think about since Evo, yeah, right? I, I feel like he's been in grand uh, finals like almost every time. It's just one of those things. A lot of times, it's really interesting. It's it can't be understated the psychology of a player when you get to something like second place at Evo, and you're just like, man, I was one away from winning this thing. I'm I'm a god, you know. Yeah, and then I you know, just right? go to yeah. all the events, and all of a sudden you're like, I'm a god. Yeah. I'm a, get out of my way. I'm, you know, <laughs> just like kicking people. All of a sudden, your mentality changes. That's why we when we talk about a player like Coach Steve, we talk right. about that breakout event, and right, that's okay. usually what it is. You get that one breakout event, and then all of a sudden your confidence just shoots through the roof. And like uh, uh, Mandrake. Had that oh, right, at right. the Dominican Republic. He got the third place, beat people that he were his demon, and then immediately went and won a tournament right afterwards in Furiatica, right? That's right. You just need that breakout event half the time. Yeah, it's not the first time that Big Bird's won something big, right? But in the last few months, I just, you know. Anyway. Top five in the world? Yeah. Like, yeah, clear, probably so, clearly, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Were there pictures of Itazan coaching Kichipamo? I didn't, oh, I didn't see, see those all oh, day. That would have been awesome. I would have loved to have seen that. Shout out to the Grappler team. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, good job on commentary, everybody. That was a lot of fun. Then Berlin Tekken Clash also happened. This was a Tekken World Tour Challenger event. It was won by Lohai. UIU Lohai was there. Where was this one taking place? This is in Berlin. Berlin, I oh, okay. To go okay. by the name of Berlin Tekken Class. Oh, pfft, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> it's all good. You can't get them all. <sighs> Too busy petting cats, right? Right, now. no, I know the feeling. Yeah, I know the feeling. Uh, Kane and Trench got second. Gerlanda got third. Kuiper. Super Akuma and John Ding. And then Cherry Berry Man. Yeah, Lohai is doing really well. He just won something recently as well, so. Well, hi is definitely a god. There's so much cat hair everywhere. Yeah, uh, I also know about that. <laughs> Callisto says he's gonna change the name of his local, his monthly to Berlin Tekken Clash. Why not? Yeah. Uh. Shout out to ninth place finisher EE e. Harry Potter. There's some good names in here actually. That's sweaty fingers. Also got their team. Definitely can't be the same Harry Potter that we know from Marvel. No days, way. So. He definitely wouldn't call himself Harry Potter yeah, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Hart got 25th. Nice. Cool. All right. What else happened? Um, there was also a Smash tournament that was, that was called Rising Stars at EGLX. It's so funny that there was an EGX and an EGLX. Yeah, and funny that it was called Rising Stars. I don't know the story behind that, but uh -huh. 
Uh, it, anyways, Smash Ultimate was won by Esam. Clearly not a rising star. He's just like, been good. It's not, not news. <laughs> rising star. Rising so star Esam. Um, second place was Black Twins 13. Melee was won by Hungrybox. Second place, Mewtwo King. Rising star Mewtwo King. Maybe he'll be around in the future. We'll see. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm trying to find the, the, the Super Turbo Tournament results here. Because um, uh, Killer Miller and uh, Eugene were flown out to the event. Oh, is that I'm pretty, so? I'm pretty oh, wow. sure this was the XEST Tournament. Or Extreme Battle is what it is. Ooh, thanks, DJ Sephiron. And Inky Guy. Nice work out there. Yeah. Well. Extreme Battle in Lyon, France. See if I can find it on the old smash.gg. All right. But th shout outs to Inky Guy and DJ Sephiron, as you said. There were some good matches in Street Fighter League. Yes. Last Thursday. It was cool. Inferno beat Storm. So it was actually JB's Rashid that got the OCV. Because Mojo Mika beat Punk's Colleen. Oh, really? And then JB had to do oh, the OCD, so okay, shout out to JB okay. for making that happen. Nice. Um, Gale beat Spirit, uh, including like Knuckle Dude beating Sabin. Uh, for Spirit, CJ beat Shine. Other than that, Rob TV beat Idom and Knuckle Dude beat CJ. Uh, then Frost beat Psycho. It was 3 2 also. It was really good. Uh, I can't find the, the, the X3 battle results on, on Smash GG. They only have 2018. They don't have 2019, so I can't find the results anywhere. If there's anybody in the chat that has access to the X Street Battle uh, results, please, uh, please let me know, because I would love to get those results for this current year here. Duel Kevin did some good work. He beat both uh, Automatic and Smug. For Psycho, Samurai beat Tank Diaz. You got some good matches out there. I really like SFL. I think they do a good job. Yeah, it, I, I, it's one of those things that, you know, when it first announced it, I was like, eh, you know. We were whatever. definitely negative. Yeah, I and was then as, it, as it's gone, I, I like the vibe of it. I feel like the production they're doing really well. I like the interviews that they do yeah. with everybody. Every week they have a different interview with a different mm -hmm. player, and it's really, really cool. Yeah, so. I agree. It's, it is very nice. Good work to everybody. Well, that's all I have for results. Yeah, they still have the ban, but they've changed it so now that you can't ban the same character twice when you run into that same team. Each team plays every other team two times, so you get to, yeah, as James said, you can only ban one character one time, right? right. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that way there is at least some more variety. Right. So a lot of people, for example, the first time around kept banning uh, Gustavo's G, but now this time around they're not going to be able to balance him, so the G is being unleashed right. on everybody, which is really, really cool, so... Oh, first two episodes of SFL Japan were aired last week as well. Dang, I didn't even realize that. I didn't even realize it had come out. Uh, do you have any uh, results for that high fight by any chance anywhere? I watched a little bit of it, but I don't know what the results were. Yeah, they were doing a lot of good production stuff over there, yeah. too. Their little intro video was really, really good. <laughs> Dude, yeah, their, their eSports intro video mm. was actually good. Yeah, did you see the guy who took it and replaced it? I retweeted it. They took the intro video and dubbed the Justice League cartoon uh, intro song over it, and it was perfect. Really? It oh, fit wow. It was so okay. good. It was so good. No, I did oh, not. There we go. Cool. Thank you. So here's the, the Japanese one. Okay. So What happened? 
What happened? Uh, let's see. Day one, which was October 17th, uh, Fudo Gaia defeated, uh, I'm sorry, yes, they defeated Nemo's Aurora. Fudo banned Zangief on the opposing team, and Nemo banned Birdie. So Fudo ended up beating Kichipamu 2-0, cause Kichipamu was using Abigail. Uh, Bomchan ended up defeating Nemo, and Takauchi beat Shuto Yuria. Dang, it was a 3-0? And it was 2-0 for each one of those? Mm -hmm. Dang. Okay. Someone's gonna have to make sure they can see if they can find Nemo right now because he's getting, his team is getting destroyed. Anyways, Itazan Ocean versus that pun didn't work out very well at all. Versus Mago Scarlet. Uh, Itazan's Ocean banned Karen, so they wanted to get rid of uh, Mago's Karen. Yep. And Mago's, Mago's team banned Rashid, mm -hmm. so they were trying to take out. Uh, who are they trying? Moke. Mm -hmm. They're trying to take out Moke. Well. Mago's, Mago's Scarlet Team, UGX, Chun-Li beat Dogura, Machibo beat Ita, uh, Itabashi, and Mago beat Moke. Okay. 2-0, 2-0, 2-1. So wow, was stomp. These are all Dude, stomps? All, yeah, and then Tokido Flame versus Umahara Gold. Tokido banned <laughs> Buki, and uh, Daigo's team banned Rashid. And sure enough, Tokido, Tokido beat Daigo 2-0, Koano Colleen beat uh, Gachakun Karen 2-0, and Haku Fang beat uh, Fujimura Akuma 2-0. So there was only one game won by the losing team that on day one. That is incredible. <laughs> Very unexpected. That's crazy. Very unexpected. So it sounds like their, for, their production values, but their format and emphasis are slightly different. Interesting. You get more insight into their tactics. Nemo even has a whiteboard. Okay. That's crazy. Okay. Okay. On day two, uh, Mago fought Fudo's team, and Fudo beat Chun-Li, Shuto beat Mago, and then Machibo beat Bonchan for another 3-0. Jeez. Uh, Mago banned Birdie, and Fudo banned Nakali. Okay. So they took out Machibo's character, and it didn't matter. Machibo Akuma beat Bonchan Sagat. And you know he's good at that match. He does. He plays he's that really match. He's really good at that match, so that's wild. And then uh, Tokido Flame versus Itazan Ocean. Flame banned, uh, Tokido banned M. Bison to get rid of Dogura. Ocean, Itazan's team banned Rashid to get rid of Moke again. Okay. Tokido beat Itazan 2-0. Wow. Okay, there's the anti-Kichipamu right. theory. Uh, Moke beat, Moke Rashid beat Gachikun, Karen. Okay. And then uh, Hakufang beat Dogura Poison. Those were more 2-1, 2-1, 2-0, but again, it's a 3-0. Okay. And then Umahara Gold versus Nemo Aurora. Daigo, I'm sorry, Daigo banned Zangief to nerf Kichipamu, and Nemo banned Ibuki uh, to nerf Fujimura. Didn't matter. Daigo Gael beat Takauchi Rashid. Kawano Colleen beat Nemo's Yurian, and Fujimura Akuma beat Kichipamu Abigail. 3-0. They were all 3-0s this weekend. Every single one of them. Both of those days. Yeah, so uh, Fudo Gaia and Tokido Flame are both 2-0 right now, so they're leading the pack. These do sound like very interesting matchups. Where do you watch this? I think I might have just seen a YouTube clip, to be honest, but that's probably not the legit source. Uh, I think it's on Capcom Fighters JP. On Twitch, right? Yeah. It's not on yeah, 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 Secret yeah. Streams? Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, let me see. So that is, uh, oh, you can watch it on YouTube. Oh, maybe that's Capcom what I was watching. Fighters okay. I'm sorry, I apologize. Shut up, quiet. Okay, uh, whew, sorry. So yes, it's on Capcom Fighters JP. 
uh, on YouTube that you can watch it. I guess that's what it must have been what I was watching. Yep, there you go. Okay. Okay. All right, well, there you go. That's all I got for results. Uh, I don't have the... Oh, there we go. It looks like an investigation cone found that something like that results in bracket form on their website. Let's see if I can get some results here. Okay. X Street Battle, solo brackets, team brackets. It's loading. Oh, oh, oh it's on challenge. challenge. It's on challenge. Okay. Wow, so this looks is going like, to be a beast. Uh, looks like it was won by Fujimon. Against Shogatsu. That's not the grand oh, finals. Oh, that's not the grand finals. Ooh, okay. It was still won by Fujimon. That's funny. Still won by Fujimon, but second place was Matsun. Oh, which makes boy. sense because Matsun is basically a monster. What happened in the old losers? Losers bracket, Matsun defeated Zagi, who is uh, the French player. He's really, really good. Apparently. I played him at the... Um, he's a Chun-Li player, I believe, if I remember correctly. I played him at the the... the, the the Fightcade Offline Tournament, uh, third place. Fourth place was Bazooka. And then uh, fifth place would be Orf and, oh, God, Shogatsu. Wow. You got fifth? Dude, this, oh, yeah, it's not a deal. Not a deal. Max 31 and Spinal Blood, another player that I met over there. Max, is Max the Kami player from France? I think Max31 is the Cami player from France, if someone can uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that one. so Because uh, I remember he won uh, a tournament in France before. I'm not sure if that was the exact, uh, if that was the same player. That might just be my senile brain again. I have no idea. We'll go with it. JC Nile coming out here. We'll go with it. Okay. There you go. There's some results for you. Yep. That's what happened over the weekend. Alrighty, well look, I'm gonna take an old break here. Yes, okay. So We're gonna do five five discussion points when we get back. I haven't actually looked at which viewer question won. Okay, so there's still a chance you can still vote right now. Yeah, except I'm gonna check it in like five seconds. But oh, if okay. you'd like to vote right now, you can do so by checking your email. And if you are a Twitch or Patreon subscriber, then you can vote. Make it happen right now. Be right back, guys. Looks like the other kitty has decided to grace us here on the table. Oh, hey, can I get a fork? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Thanks. Uh, no problem, I'll fork you right now. Yeah, those ECT first place trophies were cool. I agree, thank you very dude, much. Those trophies are the best, dude. Those trophies are so good. That's, I, I really wanted to make sure I could find a picture with the trophy in there. I literally searched for East Coast Throwdown Trophy to mm. find this picture because it's just it's so good. Like shout out to Roadrunner Records yeah. for for supplying that. And I really wonder too if you took one of those records and threw it into a player, would it actually play? Would there be anything on the records? You I, know? That's a great question. You know what I would hope it would play? I would hope it would play like True Love Making. You know, that something would be like just that. so good. It'd be so amazing. And then uh, the other one, too, is, or if they had a... Obviously, since it's L.I. Joe's tournament, you would also be cool to have like some sort of Third Strike song on there, too, right? So. You know Joe was playing Third Strike as well? Oh, yeah, I'm sure he was, dude. Yeah, he he's not great here anymore. It's his favorite game. I mean, he beat me, but to be clear, I'm very bad. And Do you, are you, do you feel like it's just out of practice yeah. at this point in time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
We need to start going back to Oryx place yeah, we and should. play some Third Strike there. Because I want to learn it, too. What do you toss so. us? Or either that or it would be like birthday train or something. <laughs> it's gonna play the it's gonna play David's favorite song, right? Oh, yeah. That is bullshit blade! <laughs> anyway. Teachy <sighs> Palma was at the third strike co-op cup, was he playing? Teach Palma plays third strike? I don't know. Maybe he was He's just like eight years old, how's that possible? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, let's get to the classic Tetris World Championships. Yeah, okay, all right, we'll, all right. we'll talk about that in a little okay. bit. So. All right, fair enough. Dang. Fair enough. I watched the move, by the way. Oh, yeah? Oh, cool. It nice. Is. Again, I was open my room for quite a while. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm good. The blocks were falling on stream <laughs> oh, and uh, oh, boy. in the hotel room. <laughs> yeah, I had to burn a bunch of them, as you might say. A bunch of lines. All right, well, I'm good to go. The uh, ads are done here. Nails are sharper than ice. Is ice sharp? Ice I mean, can be terribly sharp. Yeah, and if you watch, like, for example, Die Hard 2, you know, you can do some crazy things with uh, icicles. All right. Okay, you ready? Yes. What kind of salad is that? It's like tofu? Yeah, it's like Trader Joe's salad with tofu or some nonsense. Okay. I, right. I just need to not eat anything that resembles, like bread or anything so you did go to the doctors and they said you can't eat anything bread oh no not this time but last oh, time last time, last time right, I did. Yeah, and it okay. wasn't actually bread it was that i couldn't eat anything complex okay i had okay. to only eat processed foods oh dang so in other words you're pretty sure it's the same kind of thing this it's, time it's just the same feeling okay it's the same feeling okay gotcha okay yeah all right okay as i was saying Tofu is amazing and meat is overrated. Anyway, let's get to five-five matchup. Um, do you want to talk about? Hang on. <laughs> you can't just drop a different kind of bomb and run like that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Tofu is amazing. Yes. But meat is amazing too. Meat is amazing. Meat is amazing. Whatever. James. David. Do we need FGC villains? Yeah, this topic came up at some point in time, and I wasn't even sure where it came from. Here's my from, understanding. It's that some dude at, like, Xanadu or whatever... Lost, uh, like... Yeah, he... No, he got chatty and said that nobody could beat him, including, like, the best, like, Goichi or whatever. Right. And then he was like, look, money match me or whatever, and somebody took him up on it, Sage, and then at ECT is where they agreed to do it, this dude didn't show up even for the first day or two. Uh -huh. Ultimately, did show up and got trashed. Owen Ted. Well, I heard it was Owen Ted. Apparently, he like stomped on Sage's cord, and so the match disconnected or the controller disconnected, so it paused, uh -huh. and so he took that game. So it was ten one. <laughs> and, then, and then he jumped on stream. Yeah, right? and then afterward, they interviewed both players. And, you know, the guy was kind of a dick, and he was just like, look, he, he didn't he didn't accept it, right? He was like, look, it's just this is today. Like, he didn't, uh, uh, wasn't like a coming to sort of right, some, any right. agreement about it. So. And so people, that's how people started talking about, does FTC need villains? Cause I like, guess. Just everybody talked that's about it. I, I don't know if you saw my tweet. No. I retweeted my very famous tweet, and I was like, 
Why okay. are we talking about this when the ultimate villain has existed all along? So there you go. So what you? Yeah, me James Chen the villain. My suck my nuts assholes uh-huh, tweets. Uh-huh, uh-huh, so there uh-huh. you go. There you go. Uh huh. <laughs> so you know, is it? Some people are saying that that made for. By the way, shout out some no pants in the stream. I, I definitely uh, advise everybody to follow him on Twitter. He's like the high fight of Tekken. Right. He's always putting up uh, highlights for Tekken. So if you want to keep up with all like the cool Tekken clips and stuff like that, give him a follow on there as well. So. People are saying in the chat that this was like fun to watch, right? That mm-hmm. this dude getting beat up or whatever, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. me being a fool on stream was fun to watch. People have been saying that kind of thing since forever. I mean, you know, I'm thinking back to many, many, many years of having... That's <laughs> very funny, Ryan. Of having villains. I mean, what I don't know that we called them villains back in the day. It's but like heels, you know what I mean? Did we even call yeah. them heels? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, we did, did before. We? Yeah, yeah. I remember a long time ago when F-Champ was at the height of his oh, No, I'm thinking group. even like SRK days. Like, oh, yeah. I, there were dicks, but I don't know if we yeah, ever... They were kind like, of heel. Like, DSP was always kind of... People acted like, that way. I'm saying, did we call them villains oh, and heels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think no, so. No, 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 not back then. I don't not think back so. then. No, no, no. It no, was no. not as theatrical. Right. But, yeah, at some point, I would say, you know, after SF4 certainly came out, I started hearing from people that they thought that we needed villains and heels, and some people particularly played that up on purpose. Mm-hmm. Such as an F champ. Such example. as champ. And to be fair, I mean, he actually one time tried to clean himself up, and a lot of people, including myself, were kind of like, I don't know if you necessarily need to do that. So. I mean, the thing about champ is that he kind of has the jerk side anyway. Like he right. can be, he yeah, can be yeah, very yeah. nice, mm-hmm. he almost always mm-hmm. was with me. But he definitely plays up something that does exist within him. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He's, there's not a lot of acting. There's <laughs> not a lot of acting. Other people were just straight up, like, acting about it. Do you remember when uh, Arturo, in the back of that taxi cab, uh, streamed... Jago, Jago, Jago and, and Mike, Mike Ross, Ross yeah. like planning how they were gonna be uh-huh, antagonistic uh-huh. to each other. Well, no, it was they were discussing how they did it. I think afterwards they're was like, oh, maybe we should have done this or something like that. Yeah, that was classic. <laughs> Oh, Absolutely man. classic. Yeah. So there was definitely a movement towards that, and yeah, that was a big drama when he it was did a big that. Drama. It was big drama. Yeah, it was. Arturo kind of became a heel himself he at did, that point in time. A lot of people were mad about it. That's him, true. So, people were yeah. mad that he had leaked that basically, right? right? Like it wasn't uh, supposed to and be didn't public. tell anybody yeah, that he was yeah. going to. They film didn't know it. that they were streaming. Yeah, yeah. That they, mm-hmm. they were being streamed. Yep. <laughs> so I mean, there's there's a history here, and. Even even beyond that, you know, you might say as people like Wolf Crone were were villains and heels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You might say that when E League played that up versus K Brad, that was them trying to sort of right. play up mm-hmm. this heel aspect. Certainly, the the sort of I, I wouldn't say K Brad himself was a heel. No, he wasn't the heel. No, but they were he was to play the, the rivalry, opposite yeah. of that, which the, I don't know enough wrestling to tell you what it's called. Face the face. Okay. Face. See, I know my wrestling. I guess. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So this has existed, right? It's not new. Right, right, right. Now, here's the thing. Like, I do kind of agree that I feel like having villains in the scene is a good thing, right? But I want the villains to come naturally. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Again, like what we complained about E-League when they did the K-Brad Wolf Chrome thing where they brought in the security guard and all that stuff like that, and they exaggerated it to the point where it was just like... You know, I don't want that kind of thing, right? Now, 
I do like, like I said, having the concept of a villain. I'm coming from, for example, the poker scene again, because I draw a lot of parallels to it, because WSOP got really popular once yeah. the players became more highlighted. Right. And you had guys like Phil Helmuth, who were clearly a heel. You know what I mean? He was a great heel. Uh, Mike Matisau, Matt, Mike Matisau, uh was another great, great heel, right? And... They played up a lot of the heels there. But again, those guys were just naturally kind of that way. Do you think that's true? Yeah. I don't know. Phil Helmuth, for sure. Really? Okay. 100% is a jerk. Okay. Like, you can tell he can't control it. Like, <laughs> okay. he is okay. he is a jerk. He, I, he, he looked down on everybody, and there was no acting on that one. So Fair enough. Um, I, just, I always wondered, because my cousin was on a... Uh, reality TV show, uh-huh. and they played her up as being like the rich, spoiled brat who was a jerk to everybody. Uh-huh. But like none of that's true. <laughs> so they just like invented this persona. They edited and then they, it in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, they definitely did get into shouting matches and whatever. Uh-huh. But they just edited it so that all of her jerkery was on, and like everybody else was like just nice and oh, they're so cool. Yeah, Why yeah, is this girl uh-huh. being so mad? Right, you know, stuff like yeah, that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was wondering about that. Yeah, but like I said, the, the the heels, like I said, the reason why I thought I told F Champ that I thought that he shouldn't try to clean it up because if he cleaned it up, that would have been the acting. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I felt about it, right? Like he should just kind of. I feel like maybe he went a little overboard with Cane Blue River that one mm. time, you know, and stuff like that. But like, you he know, he actually said later that he felt that he. Yeah, went yeah, he said he felt he went overboard a little there too, but. I do feel like, you know, having villains like that is fine. Okay. I don't think it's a problem. So, sort of like naturally developing. But naturally, so Wolf Chrome, for example, is a naturally developed villain, okay. right? He started out, he was kind of a rival. He was kind of on the side, he was a face for a while because he was the one upsetting Ricky and Justin at tournaments and stuff like that. Right. But then eventually he kind of had this heel turn. Right. And then he became one of the, the heels. And, you know, but it was a natural progression. I don't think it was Wolf Chrome deciding he, I'm going to become a heel now. He was just like, yeah. I'm tired of the crap that these guys are giving me. I'm going to fight back. And then it just kind of went that way. You know, as long as it's all natural, the stories write themselves. Okay. Right? The stories will always write themselves. I mean, even like, for example, at, uh, what was it, Combo Breaker, when, who was it, popped off on Scar, right? Like, Daddy. Daddy. Buffalo. Yeah, 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 Buffalo. Like, that kind of put him into a heel role. Sure, sure. But at the same time, it was natural, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's it, it super just nice, happened. actually. Yeah, yeah, he's super nice, but whatever. You know, like, you get the... Tweety is another one, for example. He's kind of put himself into the heel role. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? And and again, those things are all natural. Tweety, of course, also might have gone a little overboard on some Yeah, aspects. I mean, he has, as he said as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's acknowledged as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. But as long as we keep it within the game, and as long as you keep it to that level, and it's like I said, as long as you're not fabricating it, I'm, I, I am a hundred and support, hundred percent support of heels. You know what I mean? Just let's, let's keep it in the game and make sure it's natural. Don't just be like, you know what? I need to up my personality. Time for me to become like up to snuff. Like I'm gonna become a heel, right? <laughs> up like to you snuff. know, what like, a guy to pick. Yeah, exactly, right? Like you just not. It's just not gonna happen. Oh, like we man. can't have that happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of that guy like being mean at all. The uh, Bronson, for example, is another great heel. Right? Okay, yeah. yeah. So. The Bronson heel is very funny. I mean, it's not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's not being a dick. He's well, maybe he is, but it's not. He's very funny in doing it. Yeah, of right? course. It's of not course. pure yeah, jerkery. Yeah. There's a lot of humor. Yeah, even Nemo versus Itazan, just like a initial initial D Volvo here says. 
you know, Nemo kind of put himself into that heel position a little. I would you know? say that's just a rivalry. That yeah. was definitely a rivalry. I wouldn't classify that as being either guy being a heel or a yeah, villain yeah. or anything. Probably true. Probably so true. I'm I'm very happy to have rivalries. Yes. In-game rivalries, I think, are great. I mean, even if they're based around something else outside of it that's, like, reasonable. Mm-hmm. Like, geography or whatever. Like, there's reasons to form a rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely cool with that. I think that, as we've often said, mm-hmm. it spurs people to get better. That's great. It's really fun to watch. That's great. You might have a rooting interest on either side, right? I think that's cool. I'm definitely in favor of that stuff. As far as the, the heel thing goes... Yeah, I really just don't want it to be fake, and I, and I don't want... I, I feel that there's a line between being somebody who can be rooted against and being an asshole. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And that's that can be true whether somebody is playing it up or not. So there are just actual assholes out there that are just... I'd rather them just not be not be around. Like, like, <laughs> right. I, like I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want them to be mm-hmm. heels because I just, just don't go. Like, I just, mm-hmm. you know, I don't care mm-hmm. if you're good. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. If you're, if you're causing enough problems that people don't want to go because of you, you should just not be there. But if somebody is just, you know, somebody who you can sort of root against for other reasons, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's fine. I'm not opposed to that. I just don't want, like, actual assholes. Yeah. I mean, that's the line to draw, right, between being a villain and being an asshole, right? Like, there's definitely a dr- line. There's a very fine line, mm-hmm. especially for someone like Phil Helmuth, right, in now. poker. He was an asshole. Like, he was straight up. But the problem was, he's clearly one of the best players, and he's very, very good. So it was like that weird... He was more F-Champ style. You know what I mean? Like, he would rate people and everything like that. But you could never directly just like hate him because he was so good you know what i mean it was one of those weird situations but even still i felt like you kind of went too far a lot of times mm-hmm. too so i definitely do not want the assholes in the scene yeah. you know that once you're trying to as soon as you start so the, the line is this okay just don't get personal you know what I mean? Like, don't start making fun of somebody's, you know, relatives or, like, don't pick at somebody for their gender. Yeah, or personal appearance. Yeah, right. Yeah, stuff like that, right? As long no as as that. long as you're like, you know what? Yo, your katana is ass. Like, why are you even busting out this character? You know, play your main kind of thing, you know? Uh. Like, that's cool. But as soon as you're like, you know, you're you're ugly, you're whatever, like, that's that's where we draw the line at that point. Yeah, in time. no need for that stuff. Keep it in the game, so. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's no... I've seen people say that... I try to sort of bring in the history of this. I've seen people say that this has been around forever and it hasn't been a problem. But I think that's not a great mindset to have. Mm-hmm. It's not. It was not good when like Dark Prince was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That wasn't. Nobody thought that was good. Well, Dark Prince actually like physically threatened people yeah, that's with knives right. and right. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. At the time, we didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Even back then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. And you know what? I think Vi had a really wonderful tweet recently. You know, because a lot of people, there's a lot of old school players out there that keep talking about like, oh, the FTC has gotten too soft. Right. And all right. This right. Stuff. And Vi said, you know, like, oh, you want to keep it like how it was? You mean when we just, like, fought all the time in parking lots and, you know, called each other racial slurs and stuff like that? He's like, it's just not like that now. Like, good luck with that today. We have accountability now. It's just one of those things that when you mature, you realize that this is not healthy for anybody. Just because we did it when we were kids doesn't mean that we should keep trying to do it. 
thanks for all the follows, by the way. Yeah, high five, everybody. Follows. I think it's been fascinating. And I realize every generation of humanity has gone through this, but I'm finally going through it. Where you sort of grow up and see people who don't continue to grow change up. their opinions. <laughs> they just pick an arbitrary spot in time, and then that's the golden age for them. Right. Again, every, literally billions of people have gone through this. But now I'm finally doing it, and it's like very mm-hmm. interesting to see from a personal perspective. It's, it's really interesting because when you're young, you hear all these people talk about stuff, and, you, and you, the old people are like, oh, you'll understand when you get older. Yeah. And then when you do get older, you do actually kind of understand. Kind of understand. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, there's, there can be like a weird myopia about it, where when you're the person who thinks that the golden age exists and it was back there, mm-hmm. you forget about a lot of the stuff that actually sucked at mm-hmm. that time. You, you focus in on the positives of it. And so when, pe- when people talk about the fact that there were villains back in the day, it was cool. We liked it. Why is everybody so soft today? You didn't like it. <laughs> maybe yep. you did, and maybe you're yep. the asshole. Maybe you're the asshole. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. but on top of that, if you're not the asshole, you didn't like it. See, I still, There's a lot of other things that you liked, and so you view this time period as being mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the golden age that we should return to, but it's not real. The thing that you'd like to return to never existed. <laughs> it, it was funny. I still remember during the Street Fighter Four, like when Street Fighter Four was at its prime. I would get interviews and people were like, "What do you consider the golden age of fighting games?" Because I was super old school mm-hmm. and I had been there the longest time. And I always surprised everybody when I was just like, "Right now?" Yeah. I was like, "This is the best we've ever had it, right?" And he's like, "Really? You don't think it's like gotten softer?" I was like, "No, dude. Like people are watching all over the world and everything. You know, like." I think the golden age of fighting games currently is right now again yeah. because we have so many good games like to the point where the, you you can't talk shit about any game they're all yeah, so they're good all, right all, now they're yeah. all super good and that's great oh yeah it's bad for time and makes me sad that I can't <laughs> right, play every right, game okay. but at the same time it's just like oh I'm a BB Tag fan I'm a Sam Show fan I'm a I'm a Soul Calibur fan I'm a whatever fan and it's it's a wonderful time like we've sure. never had a slew of games this balanced with this many eyes watching it sure. in a long time yeah so. yeah and it's so online not necessarily okay well <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah. in addition it's no virtue to be hard like mm-hmm, I, I don't I don't particularly want to go back to a time where you could just be a dick to everybody and it was accepted. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not to everybody. Maybe you like picked a group, as people did. But I remember oh, the arcade yeah. days. Oh, yeah. You picked whatever racial or sexual preference or whatever group, and you were a dick about it. Mm-hmm. And I hope we don't go back to that. To the extent that that's what people mean by we've gone soft, good. I'd much rather be soft. I, I think mean, that's more I, important. I yelled at somebody one time at Southern Hills Golfland, and I totally was like telling him that I told him like no one likes him and everything, Damn. and I just like Even went James. off on him. So you know, it happens. It happens. Look, I, I've, I've been a jerk as well. <laughs> I'm not clean when it comes to that. But you know, you live and learn, and you move on, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. It does not. It should not be the same as it was. We should continue to get better, and I think that we are doing that. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Anyway, I think it's cool. To have rivalries. I definitely am in favor of that. I think it's cool if there's like a sort of naturally developing uh, some person to root against, as long Mm -hmm. as they're not a true asshole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which seems pretty reasonable to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yep. I, again, we're just at a time where we just have to be more accountable about stuff. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because, uh, again, 
Uh, anyways, I'm, I'm gonna end up repeating myself, so it's okay. It's okay. doke. Uh, can you? I tell us why we yelled at him. Uh, oh, was, the guy who you yeah, yeah, at. who I yelled at golf that. He was one of those guys that didn't like know anybody, but acted like he knew everybody, and so like. Me and Madge and Viscount one time were like, let's go to Denny's. Let's go and hang I out see. at Denny's. We're like, okay. And then the guy was like, all right. And we're like, oh, this is kind of weird. You know, and he just kept doing that kind of thing. Yeah. And then he was also one of those weird, like, very touchy-feely kind of guys who would just, like, like slap you on the arm all the time. And nobody knew him and everything like that. And it was funny. We all went to dinner. And then while we were going to dinner, we were, like, trying to volunteer one of us to let him know, like, it's kind of weird that he just invites himself along with all of us, right? And uh, Madge was like, fine, I'll do it, okay. right? And then during dinner, he never did it. <laughs> <laughs> never, never happened. Never happened, right? And so then we went back to the arcade. We're all doing that. And he just started slapping me on the shoulder at one point randomly for absolutely no reason. And I said, can you just not do that, please? And he said, ha ha, okay. And he slapped me on the shoulder again. And then I just like blew up. Okay, basically. so there was provocation. Yeah, and I was like, stop it. Look, stop hanging around us. Nobody likes you. Get the hell away from here. Don't touch me, blah, blah, blah. Boy. And Vi ran up was like, okay. And even when I started yelling him, the guy was like, haha, okay. And almost like tried to touch me again. Like that's how hard it was to get it across. Just like lack of understanding. Yeah, yeah, and Vi like walked in between us. Vi yeah. walked in between us. He's like, don't don't the China man is angry. Like don't don't get don't don't don't. Good old you know, yeah, it was kind of funny. So uh, yeah, yeah, I was uh, dude. I was probably yeah. I was I got a little frustrated. Yeah, that well, day, sounds like so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It probably was. No, that was basically almost an exact yeah, quote. He's like he's like don't don't talk to the China man when he's angry or something like that. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It was something to that degree. So. But, I mean, again... Oh, this like, must have been 20 years ago, right? Oh, for more than that okay. at this point in time. This was 2005. Oh, not 20 years ago. Oh, not 20. Oh, you're right. 20 years ago is less than that. You're 99. Right. No, 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 no. This is... When was CVS 2 at its prime? I don't know about its prime. It was probably around... No, this was around 2004, Early 2005. Mid, yeah, this okay. was like 15 years ago. 15 okay. years ago, probably. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, felt kind of bad about that yeah. since then but you know it's just one of those things so. I hear yeah I have not cleaned myself yeah anyway there you go <laughs> I'm glad I got that out of my system here I was a jerk 15 years ago and no I've been a jerk many many times trust me because the problem is it's I just have to to I have a really bad temper yeah. Everybody knows this everybody's seen the rage clips and everything like that and I just I can't help but get really really frustrated a lot of the times and so you know over the years i've i've done a lot to make it better but obviously i'm still gonna just get really frustrated from time to time so <laughs> there you go i haven't been in a fight since college man and even that i think only once maybe twice you were you were in a fight huh like fisticuffs kind of thing huh? yeah because, like, honestly, like, I can say that I've probably only been in fisticuffs with not a relative, like, maybe once in my yeah. life. Yeah, my brother's not a tussle. Yeah, of course. That's kind of different story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the story, it's not, like, a great story in terms of the, like, impetus for it. So, we were in college. Uh -huh. We went to go to a bar. Sometimes the high school students would stake out bars and fight people. 
like outside. And so they went into the bar and I don't know, whatever. They caused a ruckus with one of my friends and then they uh-huh. left and we were like, all right, we kept hanging out at the bar. Meanwhile, we made friends with some dude who found out that it was one of my buddy's birthdays. And uh-huh. so this guy bought my, you know, we were, we were all hanging out, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah, meeting uh-huh. new people. It was awesome. We left and outside of the bar, the they were waiting for us. High school kids. Yeah, but to like, you know, 18 years old, we're like 19, right? Oh, so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, not yeah, a big okay, difference, okay, right? Okay, okay, okay. Um, and yeah, we got to fight. Dang, okay. But okay. it turned out that the guy who we made friends with was actually a professional fighter. And he clocked one dude so badly that the guy spun around and broke his ankle. He actually he did actually, a... He, he actually punched a guy in the face so badly that he broke his ankle. He actually did the punch out... You know the KO where Bolt, Bolt turns around and goes... And he exactly. fell over? Exactly right. Holy crap. Exactly right. <laughs> it was super weird. Did the high school kids go like, let's get the hell out of here and run they, afterwards? They definitely did. I mean, the, <laughs> the guy the guy who was injured, was he couldn't move. Right, like, he was just yeah. Stuck, uh-huh. so he and he was like, don't leave yeah. me! Everybody and else like, booked ah! it, 100%. Oh my god, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we got in a fight. I got punched. I liked it. You got you made friends with John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. My friends and I were like not particularly good fighters. Or anyway, oh God. weird story. Oh man. Oh college. I don't remember college like that at all. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That was definitely not my college. My college was spent in the arcade at UCLA. <laughs> well, mine was too. But then at night, you know, it's a different story. Oh um, man. In hockey, I, to be honest, I, that was where I was a jerk. Well, I was, you were beating up on little kids, remember? That, that's true. Yeah, there was that season uh, where that was true. But even when it was like me versus adults when I was a little older, uh-huh. um, I got a lot of penalty minutes. That's uh, de- okay. I definitely like took out aggression in hockey. Nice, sure. nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Was it, who was it? Avery on the Kings was like a jerk? Or who was it? I don't remember. Now. There was a player on the Kings that was really famous for being a jerk. So okay. I was a goon, it's true. Yeah, I just was like, oh, <laughs> What's up, Mike? it doesn't actually hurt that bad. <laughs> Sean Avery, anyway. that's who it was. Yes, yes, yes. All right, all right. Okay. I'll have okay. you know I was defenseman of the year, also not just a goon. All right, we move on. That kind of is why you were defenseman of the year, right? Not unrelated, I would yeah, say. That uh-huh, might be true. Uh-huh. All right. Do you want to move on to the next 5-5 five, five here? Yeah, let's move on to the next 5-5. Five, five. Okay. Why don't players use all the tech available to them? Dude, I saw you tweeting about this. You were Why? mad. Like, you were mad that players were, like, Why? doing messed up things in, in Mortal Kombat. Like, they weren't all option selecting and stuff like Why? that. And you seemed genuinely upset about I couldn't tell if you were trolling or... Oh, on Twitter? Yeah, uh-huh. Every time I say it's frustrating in the context of NRS games, I'm referencing Tom Brady. <laughs> so oh, it's like, okay, it's okay, not, okay. It's okay. not... I'm not actually that mad okay, about it. Okay, but okay. at the event, yeah, I kept... You know, I was... Yelling at the players, maybe <laughs> that they should do it. So thanks for the subscription, give a bit. So here, a recent story, right, is that uh, as we discussed a few weeks ago, the rediscovery of these option selects in Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. that let you only get a string out on hit, which or means you don't block. need to hit confirm, or on block you get other stuff, right? Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, for example, command grab can come out only on block, which means that if they get hit and you do the grab, you'll whiff. But if you do the grab on block, then it's good. So you'll make it so that you're, you know, they can still jump out of mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh-huh. It's better. So this tech exists, and it's obviously good. Why don't people use it? This is not the only example of this in history. I mean, it took a long time 
for people in SF4 to adopt option selects, for example, years. Mm -hmm. Literally Dude, years. It took me a long time before I even started using plinking in Street Fighter there you go. 4. You sure. know, when I first, when Justin first moved in, he was like, why aren't you plinking? And I was like, it's just weird. I can't get used to it. I don't want to. And he was like, you have to. Yeah. And then I just learned it. And now, now that I know plinking, everything in the world is easier. Everything makes sense sure. now. Because everything is like one frame apart. Sure. <laughs> you discover CVS2 roll canceling is plinking, you know? I guess, yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, so this, it's not the only time this has been a phenomenon. And why? Why does it, why did people not do that? I mean, honestly, it's just that they don't take the time to learn it. I think a lot of them are stubborn about it. Okay. Like, same thing with me, right? Like, I was stubborn about learning that plinking, right? And uh, a lot of times, you know, when something, a lot of times when a game is played in a fashion that you don't like, mm you just kind of get stubborn about adapting to it, right? One of the reasons okay. why that I'm really bad, you know, I'm really frustrated with frame data stuff because, you know, I just, I don't think that that should be the basis of a lot of fighting games to okay. be super frame data heavy, right? So a game like Sam Show appeals to me so much because there is less frame data ne necessity out of that, you know? You can play through just reads and emotion and like, oh, I know you're going to run standing C and you get hit and it's the greatest feeling in the world, right? So, you know, people tend to do that. For example, Chris G never learned plinking did in he Street really Fighter 4. And he played Sakura, remember? Wow, I didn't know he didn't do Yeah, that. he didn't plink. He just did it. Okay. And, and it wasn't... Like, there's no reason not to. Plinking makes it easier. Like, 100%. And Chris G can learn it, but he just didn't want to. Mm. You know what I mean? He just didn't want to because to him, it felt more rewarding and greater, I guess, to be able to do it without it. Wow, you know okay. what I mean? So I just think that's where it comes from, some people, that maybe they pride themselves on. I mean, uh, there's no there's no coincidence that Street Fighter V tried to remove a lot of option selects because Combo Fiend hated option selects, sure. right? He hated chicken blocking in Marvel, so all of a sudden chicken blocking didn't exist in MVCI, right? There's just certain things that you just don't like and, and you just don't take advantage of because your brain won't let you do it. And again, that's common. I don't think anybody's at fault for thinking that way because the human brain just sucks, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, we all have our things. I guess, here's what I would say, my thoughts. Holding the bar in DDR is absolutely cheating, but anyways, continue. What? Yeah, it's totally but cheating. But it's there. Yeah, but come on. It's totally cheating. Plinking, uh, for those you don't know, uh, is basically hitting two buttons exactly one frame apart, basically. It stands for priority linking. And uh, because in Street Fighter 4, the way the priority system worked, it, it kind of worked that way. I, I, I like to say it stands for piano linking now because you're more like pianoing the buttons, yeah. and that's kind of what it is. It's, it's just become a shorthand for the timing of... Hitting two right. buttons exactly one frame apart. Yeah, this, like this. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Very fast, very short distance between them. Yeah, and it, like I said, it applies everywhere. CVS2 roll canceling is done. Ever yeah. since I learned plinking, I could, like, I when I plugged in CVS2 one time, I was like, let's see if I can do roll cancel. I was doing it, like, three out of, like, mm. four times. I was like, what the hell? I've never been able to do this. You know, and then also the instant while runnings in Tekken are plinking timing. Like, a lot of things are plinking the, timing. These option selects in MK11, for example, you have to do almost plink timing. Mm -hmm. So it's just... It's just gotten away from the meaning that it had in SF4. Now it just means the timing. Right. Anyway. Oh. Um, here's a quote about why it is that Mortal Kombat 11 players 
are not doing all these option selects? There's a great question in the chat. I just want okay. to say, because it's completely out of context, what's your stance on shooting your hand to reload? <laughs> I 100% did that on House of the Dead. So the way that you reloaded in House of the Dead was to fire at the screen, and you had to fire away from the screen right. to shoot, right? Oh, interesting. So you could okay. just put your fingers right here. as long as it didn't connect go, on the screen. Yeah, so you go fire, 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 cover the front, fire, reload, fire, 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 Genius. reload, fire, fire, fire. I 100% did that. I'm yeah. I was always one of those people that if it was in the game, I would you take advantage of it. That was just the way it works. There's literally a bar in DDR. It's right here. Yeah, but it's right here. that just means you're, you have no skill. So. Okay, but... To go back eight seconds <laughs> to what you just said. Yeah, I know. No, honestly, the bar, though, there are some <laughs> songs in modern DDR that I don't know if you can finish it without it. Like, even my friend who still plays DDR all the time, the best players out there, he said there's only one player at his local round one that doesn't use the bar now mm. because the songs are just too wild now, and I don't think that there's any way to pass I them see. without the bar. So. I see. Yep. I've passed the bar as well. Mm-hmm. You passed the bar, yes. Here's a quote about why players in MK11 don't use all this fancy new tech. Okay. Oh, you have quotes. Uh, people who use command grabs are already using an off-the-trail homebrew strategy. Saying that normal grabs tend to be better than command grabs. Oh, which, okay, which I okay, kind of okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you can't really expect them to have crazy option slicks down. I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not the case in SF5 with more competition, but that's how it is here. Hmm. A quote from Tweety. Yeah, like I said... Who I... says that it's about the level of competition? And who says, implied, that the level of competition does not yet demand that you learn option selects? And I think he's right. I think he's right in a lot of ways, because that happened in a lot of fighting games. Uh, whenever you played in the arcade with your friends... When you were the best player and you beat everybody up, you never got better. No, I mean, back in those days, if I was playing hyper-fighting on Super Nintendo, I literally was winning with Jump Roundhouse Sweep, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So I kept doing it. Right, right, exactly. People never got you to learn new tech. He's right in that case, is that maybe someone hasn't done it to push people to start actually using them. I think that's, I think that's what it is. I really think that's what it is. And I think that you saw the same phenomenon in other games that have been often select heavy, or very tech heavy, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't, those things were not picked up until the scene reached a level of difficulty that you needed to do it to have a good chance to win a tournament. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's when it became necessary. That's when in SF4, everybody started learning option selects, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was not, uh, the reason it took a while is that the level of play didn't demand it right. until you did. Suddenly it did. Now you need to eke out every little thing in order to have a victory, a good chance of victory. Because otherwise people now you do it. backdashing for free on you. Totally. You otherwise know? people just get away. And, and as many characters, you just kind of had to deal with that. Just, mm-hmm. you know, get back in. Well, here's a way to solve that. So that is, I think, when it becomes required. Right. And I kind of thought, my own take on this, is that the MK scene is at a level of competition where it, people should learn all of the tech. Mm-hmm. I do think it's there. Um, I didn't think it was there before. I didn't think it was there during MKX, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. When, when we first found these things. I think it is now. But they just came out literally 
three weeks ago again, so I'll give them a little bit of time, right? Mm. It's not going to be instant, of course. Yeah, that's another thing, too, is that they're a little bit tricky to practice, right? It's so. not something you're going to be consistent with in a week mm. or two weeks. Mm. Yeah, it'll, it'll and, and when you're not consistent with it like that, and then if you mess up on an option select and you die, you'll be like, God, see, this is what happens when I try, you know what I mean? Because then your brain gets <laughs> mad that you tried to learn it and got you killed. Sure. Kind of a thing, sure. You know? Yeah, and, and people's, the, the pushback from some of the players is basically that, that they don't want to take the risk of doing these things in those tense moments because right. they want to concentrate on the strategy itself in those moments. That is a good idea. But if you practice option selects enough, just like with combos, it just becomes part of what you do. Yeah. I mean, it, it's telling It just that becomes nat natural. Because you know me, in Street Fighter Four, I never used option selects. Yeah. I just never bothered, right? But then when I was learning Dragon Ball, I remember I was option selecting everything. Okay. Like everything I was just learning how to option select, kit confirms, and then just to make this safe sure. and to go this way. And I would put the computer on random block on all these different situations, and I just kept option selecting everything. Yeah. Uh, never had a chance to take all of, any of that research into actual battle, but, you know, whatever. whatever. It just happens. Whatever. But, you know, it's one of those things. When I recently played SF, Four. Mm -hmm. I found myself doing like Dan, Knockdown, Jump, Roundhouse, Option Select, DX, Dragon Punch. Mm -hmm. It just came out of my hands. Right, I wasn't thinking yeah. about it. And even though I haven't played that game in so long, that's just the thing that I did for so right. long that it just came out even sooner. I did an option select in hyper fighting when I would play my coworker at the machine that was in our office. I had never done an option select before. It was the same one. Okay. I did the, the safe jump, Roundhouse, Uppercut. Okay. Option select against his Balrog, basically, because he would turn mm -hmm. around, punch, mm -hmm. and get through my sure. jump attack, sure. and I would block it. So I was like, I'm not gonna let this happen again. I did jump, uppercut, run up, throw, and then he just did the turnaround punch, and my uppercut came out for me, and I was like, sick. <laughs> you know, I, you just learn these new techniques as you go, and 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 so in, in an essence, I I do think Tweety is absolutely right, but. It is getting to that point where they really need to start so. learning it. They need to start learning it. So. I mean, it seems like there are clearly the three best players in MK right now, and if you're not one of them, then right. you need to eke out whatever ability you can right. to become one of those. Yeah, and you know, I would like to address, you know, uh, Harlequin in the chat actually mentions, you know, option selects feel like a bug. Seems like a way to circumvent intentionally between potentially contrasted. Yeah, intentionality. And, you know, I, I get where he's coming from, but the thing about it is the reason why they can't be considered a bug is because humans are just smarter than machines, right? You're always going to be able to outwit the game. Mm. You're always going to be able to outwit the game, and this is just the way that almost everything has been kind of developed, right? I mean, for example, uh, baseball. A pot fly to second base is an option select, right? <laughs> It's it's a hundred percent an option select. It's a funny way to put it. Because if the guy pop flies to second base and there's a person on the first base, I'm sorry, that's the rule. There's a guy on first base. There's a pop fly to second base, right? It's an option select because the guy, this guy, second baseman sitting there, going to catch the ball, right? And if the first player runs, then you catch the ball and then double play. If the person doesn't run, you purposely let it drop, pick it up, and you get a double play. Right? That's just how it works. That's the option select. And so there's a rule in baseball now that if you pop fly to the second base and the person on the first baseman, it's just an automatic one out. And that's it. Because you're always going to be able to outsmart the game. Humans are going to outsmart the game no matter what you do. And that's just kind of how it works, right? And there's, 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 when people develop the option select tech in games, that's just how it works. There was an FCGC translated video where Nuki was talking about the option select to, uh, in third strike on how to get away from the throw and stuff like that. 
it's just you put in a system, you figure out ways of taking advantage. Of it, that's fighting games, and so that's why I don't see it that way. So, to me, it doesn't matter whether it's a bug. That's all. Okay. I, don't I just don't even think it is a bug. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you, mm -hmm. but the more important point is I don't care. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like Doug Helmets. Have you read Twitter later? <laughs> Lately, humans are definitely not smarter than machines. There's definitely yeah. context where algorithms yeah. uh, beat uh, There's no yeah, doubt about for that. Sure. This for is not sure. one of them. Now, option selects can get to ridiculous points, that is for sure. There are some, sometimes they have been too good, but I would say that's really rare. Yeah, really and, rare. And, and, and in that instance, you see the kind of links that developers have to go through to make option selects not work. The jump back throw OS tech in Street Fighter V, the way they had to solve that was, you know, if you hit up, you can't throw tech. And it's, it's like the weirdest rule. I'm so mad. That's it's, still one of the things that I wish had not happened in this Right. Part. And it's such a bizarre rule that you had to add to a game. Yeah to beat option selects, you know what I mean? And it doesn't feel natural. One of the reasons why I love a game like Tetris is because all the rules seem very natural. The game just gets faster, you know what I mean? Like, But even that's not even true anymore these days with Tetris because of all the crazy T-spin stuff that you can do, so. But is that spicy or? I think I just found all the spice in this entire bowl. Okay. Because all the rest of the bites were not spicy. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Maybe, that maybe I should have mixed it up more, to be honest. That expression on your face, dude, I was like, that is not um, a joke. That a is not a joke. Whoa. <clears throat> anyway, it was very good. Uh, all right. Okay. Anything else to say about this tech thing? Um, again, I think it's mostly just laziness. I really, really honestly think it's laziness and no one's pushed them. I can do the option selects. Yeah, but also another thing is you are also extremely predisposed to loving option selects. Yeah. And so that makes you want to do them. Well, and for sure. like I said at the beginning, there's going to be a lot of people out there who just don't like them, and so they're just going to try to win without doing them, you know, to kind of prove a point. I'm just saying that they're not manually that difficult yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like a one-to-two frame link, right? I mean, it's doable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyway. All right, all right, all right. That's it for the regular old topics. Uh, interestingly enough, a lot of those topics were questions in the 5-5 five five, uh, viewer's choice. That's true. Let's talk about those 5-5 five five matchup viewer's choice results. Yes. Here were the questions. What two franchises would you like to see joined into a new versus game? And which company would you pick to develop it? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, two. What do you think about developers changing inputs for legacy characters? Is this just for the sake of accessibility, or is there some other reason? Examples like SF5 Vega Claw becoming... A motion you know, mo Yeah, Dragon yeah. Punch, quarter circle motion character instead of a charge. And Zangief running Bear Grab being half circle instead of 360. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Three, how should game developers adapt their games to newer alternate controllers like Hitbox and CrossUp? Four. If Riot wanted to pay you to play or commentate its new fighting game exclusively, would you give up a current game you love to play or commentate? What do you think about other people who would do that? 5. Is there any role for a villain or heal in the FGC? If so, within what limits? Are there any good examples? We obviously went yeah, over this already. we just talked about that already. This is something so. we were going to do anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Alright. Here's the result. We have tie. So we don't get a choice again. No, we week. don't. What two franchises would you like to see joined into a new versus game? And which company would you pick to develop it? 
I've already answered this question a bunch. Okay. Let's do, let's do, uh, let me change this. Five, five viewers, and then, uh, franchise battle. How's that? Uh, very easy. Okay. Ever since the rumors years and years and years ago, I would have loved to see Darkstalkers versus Guilty Gear. Okay. I just think that that just fits so perfectly. Their play styles are very similar. A lot of the Darkstalkers characters had air dashes already. I would have wanted also, when it was rumored to be Sammy versus Capcom, I wouldn't have minded right. Blaze Blue characters added to that and Rival School characters added to that as well. Uh, I think that would have been really sick. And of course, at this point in time, the only company that can develop it is Arxis. Yeah. Because if any new Darkstalkers, anything happens, it would have to be Arxis. They're the only ones who can make the game at this point in time. So uh, that's the clear answer for me. Because okay. if I could get Bishamon fighting soul bad guy, that's <laughs> sick. That dude. would be cool. Be really, I mean, can you imagine just like having someone as wild as like Anna Karis fighting against Raven and Anna Karis is just like air dashing you? Dude, the game would be so sick. Dude. I agree with you. So sick. Um, my answer was actually pretty similar. Um, I would like to see Dark, Darkstalkers versus Mortal Kombat. Developed by Arxis. <laughs> <laughs> Darkstalkers versus Mortal Kombat. I, would, I think it'd be sick if it was like a CBS2 style game. Okay. Rather than being like a, Mar a Marvel style game. If it was more about... Maybe not grounded footsies, but sort of the lower plane rather than Marvel being up in the sky. It would be more like Darkstalkers 1. Right, right, Darkstalkers right. Darkstalkers 1. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that would be super cool. I think that they have like... Some similarities in terms of the, you know, the gore obviously is mm -hmm. part of it that I like. I really like Arxis and the sort of beauty that it makes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I really like the Mortal Kombat characters, and I really like Dark Soccer's characters. But how would it feel to have like sprite-based Mortal Kombat? Like they're obviously be three D, but they would be drawn to kind of look like sprites. I think that'd be so cool. It would be kind of cool. Yeah, actually, okay, we never, okay. we've never seen that kind of yeah, thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh -huh. always been for the time photorealistic, right? right? Like they've always had mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Or It'd be just... like Street Fighter Cross Tekken when they made sprites for all the characters. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. I think that would be very cool. Interesting. That's my answer. Wow, come on. Jeez, is a cop. Jeez. <laughs> They're doing better, all right. All right. I think that would be super cool. That would be interesting. I mean, the like like I said, Darkstalker's gore is very different. It's not like you're like literally seeing body parts fly away and I don't know how you'd fatality raptor cuz he doesn't have any Body I don't. Need, I mean, I don't need fatality. Right. Yeah, exist, yeah. So. But but if it was more of the Darkstalkers cartoony gore, like I think that would. Be yeah, really that's funny. what I'd rather. Yeah, have. I would like to see Johnny Cage get split in half and fall back together and then keep fighting. Like that would actually be kind of fun. It would be really cool. Yeah, because <laughs> that literally happens. Like Mishimon has that yeah. sword slash where he hits you and your character's torso just like flips around and then falls back and you're fighting again. That was actually really cool. So clay fighter cross eternal champions. Oh my god. I think it'd be cool to have something like. Killer Instinct versus Injustice. I think that those two games would play pretty well together hmm. in terms of how the instincts work versus the character powers. Marvel versus DC. Yeah! No, I'm just kidding. The old classic. Yeah. The probably. You know what would happen? Of posts on Store You Can About That. 
<laughs> back in the day. Oh, MK versus Street Fighter, the same it's, it's thing. For sure, yeah. I, that was another one, so. Yeah. KI versus MK would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, I could see that, sure. <laughs> Primal Rage versus anything. Round one, fight. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Dinosaur would eat tiny human, game over. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. The president of Arxis played games. Mm-hmm. That's true, mm-hmm. that's right, that's right. Yeah, um, I mean, in terms of the more obscure stuff, I don't know, I haven't thought about it too much. It would be very funny to have some of the combinations you guys are putting up there, for sure. Yeah, there would be definitely some cool combinations out there. I mean, honestly, uh, a lot of those weapon fighters out there, like, obviously they're putting Haomaru into Soul Calibur, right. but if you could just have a full-fledged Samurai Showdown versus Soul Calibur game, okay. it would be pretty sick, right? Oh, even, like, cross units. Because Eunice is all weapon fighters as well. Wow. So, you know, you would have the, the ultimate yeah, weapon Bushido fighter. Bushido Blade. Yeah, I yeah dude. And, yeah. It would be pretty sick, actually. Last Blade. Last Blade as well, yeah. 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 Hmm. Anyway, this will never happen. Now we're getting cool. into the realm of disappointing ourselves because, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Happen, so. yeah. Uh, Not going to happen. But we both would want Arxis to do it. Yes. And I don't think that's much of a surprise. Okay. I, I personally think that NRS makes the best gameplay games. But Arxis's style is just unbeatable. <laughs> the, graphic. the graphics are unbeatable. Man, I, dude, I, it would be crazy to see a very anime-style MK characters. Mm. It would be really interesting. Because it would be like, you know how like the X-Men cartoon in Japan has like the most incredible title sequence? When they ported it over, like the episodes still look like terrible, but the anime, the title sequence is like the most amazing thing ever. Like it's well, it's well animated. Yeah, because they just made their own, and it's all anime. You know, wow, it's like no, anime I know stuff. About that. Yeah, 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 that's uh-huh. cool. So it'd be really funny. Okay. Anyways. Bio freaks versus war gods. Bio freaks. I used to know a lot of lore about bio freaks. <laughs> I don't remember why. No, I don't remember. Okay. I used to know a lot about it. Different warriors were in various stages of becoming robots. Because when they were in the competition, they would get body parts hacked off, oh. and then they would be replaced with robot parts. And so there were there was one that was basically all humid, and then there was like varying degrees, and the one was just entirely like just a robot now. I actually said, oh, like it was like really fast. <laughs> Because, like, at first I was kind of like, that is kind of a neat concept, yeah. actually. So Yeah, hmm. there's bio freaks okay. for you. All right. All right, so what do we get for the second 5-5 five, five The next one. Viewer. Is that what you want? Yeah. What's Nathan voting for? Good question. Jeez. It's got a lot to say. Three. How should game developers adapt their games to newer alternate controllers like Hitbox and CrossUp? Adapting to alt controllers. I'll just put devs versus controllers. Devs versus yeah, this is this is an important question because uh, I don't think that we've reached the end of us experimenting with new controller inputs. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. it's probably not the case that like. Crossup is the end game, or Hitbox is the end game. We're probably uh, going to keep uh-huh. doing whatever else. Right, right. So it's important, I think, if you're a game developer at this point, to create a game that can be, that can retain its difficulty regardless of the input mechanism. Yeah. Even like potential unknown future input mechanisms. Like you just have to try to guard against that. I think in advance now. 
honestly, I, I think Dev's already doing it, really. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, cross-ups are nice. And, and, you know, the cross-up will make some things, like jump installs might be a little bit easier in Guilty Gear. <laughs> Strider's going to be a more deadly character in MVCI and in MVC3 because you can jump twice a lot faster <laughs> and stuff like that. There's going to be little things like that, but for the most part, the cross-up isn't going to, or the hitbox, yeah. isn't going to make you a... Like, a lot of people are treating these things as if they are some sort of magical execution destroyers. Right. You know what I mean? The reason why it works in Tekken is solely because you have a button and a movement button on the same hand. That's just it. Even on a hitbox, doing electrics wouldn't be 100%. You know what I mean? Easier. It's easier. It's going to neutral super yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Going to neutral and hitting the buttons at the same time but with two hands is a lot easier. That's okay. the key part right there. You. But you can still mess it up more than if you're doing it with one hand, right? If you're doing it with one hand, it's super easy. That's all it is. It's not like somehow the cross-up box, just because it has movement buttons, all of a sudden everything is just like, whoa. It's like, look, I can do this combo by, you know, by, by jumping up and down on it like a DDR pad. You know, it's not like that. Street Fighter's not going to be that much easier on a cross-up. Guilty Gear's not going to be much different on a cross-up. I don't think Dragon Ball will be much different on a cross-up and stuff like that. So that's just the thing. Is I think most games actually are already mostly just kind of absolved of that. The problem with it is, is that Tekken just happened to come up with a very, very specific method of making sure that the timing execution difficulty was based on the ambiguousness of a joystick. And uh, because you really don't know when you're actually triggering the, the switch a lot of the times when you're moving right. the joystick, right? And they just based a lot of that on, on that, right? Like I said, the instant while runnings is a, a plink between the joystick move and a button. And then electrics are making sure that you hit the, the, the court down forward the exact same frame you hit the button. And that's all it is. They just happened to build it on the ambiguity of a control scheme that was the only control scheme at the time. Right. It's no fault of theirs, right? And it's legacy. They right. kept it this whole entire time. And I think that's fine. It's the reason why I would actually ban the cross-up in Tekken, because Tekken is so such a legacy game that I wouldn't want to ruin that kind of legacy. You know, I'm against that, but it's just Tekken is just a special case yeah. for me. And so... Um, Again, I think most games aren't falling into that problem, to be honest with you. Yeah, so. I, I agree with you. I think that it, it really is Tekken that is the issue. Now, I think in previous eras, that has not been the case. Mm -hmm. So, in thinking about NetherRealm games, for example, in MK9, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the hitbox, uh, this is when the hitbox came out during that period, and it turned out that if you could do instant air gas blasts with Cabal, among a couple of other things... You could just be ridiculous. It like just that by itself was, you were beating people. That was what Rio did, that. right? Yeah, he and a bunch of other people. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and that was very difficult on a stick, or harder on a stick, but on hitbox, it's trivial. Easy. Yeah. Very easy. So that became something people did. You played Cabal on a hitbox, and you just jumped a little bit into the air and threw a projectile. Just barely above where people were trying to walk, or and like you can in, hit in their face, more or less. Right? That's what uh, Max Deuce is saying. That you could actually catch crouchers with it. Could you? I guess I don't remember now. If okay. You could hit crouchers it's been with long. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th I thought it was just if they were walking, but maybe I'm wrong. I really don't okay. remember at, these, at this point. But in any case, it was super good. Because also it was air hyper viper beam syndrome where the recovery was him landing. Yes. And so the instant you did it off the floor, he would shoot land right away, yes. and so he would have way more frame advantage. And you could have. I don't know how many on screen at once, but you could have multiple of them on screen, oh, really? and so you just oh. yeah, yeah, very fast. 
Um, okay, you could have chip. I mean, sorry, you could have people getting hit yeah, past okay, crouchers. Okay. I didn't know that. Or maybe I did, but I don't remember. Yeah, on pad, it's not even that easy. It's not even that easy on pad. It's just it's mm-hmm. super easy on, on hitbox. In later games, they don't even have those kinds of moves. And I have to think that part of it is that people who work at, at NetherRealm now, just know. like they were the guys who were playing <laughs> against that yeah, yeah, like back uh-huh. in the day. Or, or we're seeing it in tournament, and they have decided that they don't want to do that in the future. Right. Um, I, th- I do think Injustice had some issues with that, with like Zod and whatever, but since then, they've been really good about not making it so that instant or whatever was a big deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you just sort of redesign the game a little bit, right? In MK9, that was a big thing, but since then, they learned a lesson, and now it's not like that anymore. So right. I, I do think it's true that developers have gotten better at not including that kind of thing mm-hmm. as time goes on. Yeah, I agree, I agree. And like I said, for the most part, I think people are just really good at making sure that doesn't happen. Because yeah. there's certain things. Tiger Knee, whatever, is is definitely just one of the biggest culprits right there. Sure. And you just have to know to balance things around that. Like a lot of the fighting games these days have just height restrictions and stuff like that, right? Height restrictions is a, right. is a pretty common way to prevent of course, stuff yeah, like yeah. that from happening. Yeah, so I think that that's, that that's a big way to do it. Things like understanding where the sort of potential tricks could come from, mm-hmm. like instant air, and just designing around that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not a Tekken player. I don't. I don't know. To me, the concept of an electric is like not a big deal. But I guess for them it is. So. Yeah, because the problem with it is that the electrics are so hard, and also remember that you know every joystick that you played was very different. Oh, what? no, I'm, I, I know that it's hard. I'm just saying that I don't know that it matters that you need to continue making well, that. Well, the reason why it's difficult. So the, the thing is that it literally has taken some people like two years to get good at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's the only reason why I wouldn't want to do it. Now, if, if the game itself comes out and changes it, if Harada was like, all right, we're yeah. changing the way electrics yeah, work. Yeah, like Tekken 8 comes out. Right, so then it's, it's all off the board. Okay, right cool, now. yeah, all but, right. Tekken hasn't had a chance to react to it yet. Right. And because they haven't had a chance to react to it, I would ban the cross-up for Tekken 7. Mm-hmm. Not for the franchise for the rest of time. I see, I see, I see. If Harada comes out in Tekken 8 and doesn't change it, leaves it that way, I'd be like, why? But then I would probably still but, be in favor of yeah. maybe banning it. I'm oh, really? not sure. Because I feel like at that point, that's them saying, whatever. Yeah, right. Do whatever. That's definitely a thing too, right? So I wouldn't know where I'd stand on that one. But for now, I'd want it banned. But yeah, but if Harada came out and changed it, it would suck for all the people who spent all that time practicing that. But, you know. I don't um, have any. Yeah, I mean, you don't don't have the sympathy for that stuff. I mean, for me, it makes sense. It's something that I I admire and I understand where people get the pride from that. You know what I mean? Oh, Thank hey, what's you. up, G-Tech Jr.? I hung out with him a bunch at the oh. Tetris Classic World Championships. Sweet. So, but yeah, that's something that you would actually, um, you know, I, I, I can understand where the pride is from being able to do Fire something very right. well. So, yeah. And it would suck all of a sudden if something came out and all of a sudden it's like, look, everybody can do this, you know what I mean? And it's just like, it's unfortunate. But again, I value execution a lot but more. But don't you think that if you're one of the players who has put in that time, you could still do it the hard way, right? And be proud of yourself. I don't know. No, but see, that's not how execution works. Like, you made that example before, but that's not how it works. You have to be able to do it that other people can't do it easily. It's, it's, it's the exclusionary aspect. Yeah, of yeah, that exactly. It's the pride of uh-huh. being able to do something that's super hard to do, right? But 
other people who would be doing it easily wouldn't be doing it in the same way, right? Like, you would, would you retain the thrill of being one of the few people to do it on stick? Would that be good enough? Yeah, but then you would just see other people doing electric, 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 and they cheapen what you've done. They cheapen what you've Uh done, and it and it and it it's it sucks. It does suck. It does suck a lot of ways. So yeah, I mean, it's just like it's just like Perry into seven twenty with 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 Hugo. What if they change it to quarter circle back with punch? Then Perry into seven twenty. I'd be so happy. (laughs) Then it wouldn't matter anymore, right? But like a lot of people wouldn't be impressed by it anymore. You would see someone do it. Impressive would not be the right word. Right. You would see someone do it and be like, whatever. Right now, when you see someone walk up and go, Parry 720, you're like, oh my god! But as soon as you make it easy, now it's Parry 720, everybody be like, whatever. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing, is you lose it the would. impressive factor of it, and that's the thing, so, yeah. Alright. Well, I guess that's it for this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oops, that was the wrong thing. No, I met a guy at ECT who has started playing fighting games recently. He he's he's in his 30s, but he said he started just playing like a couple years ago. I forget what he mm-hmm, said, but mm-hmm. he, in starting he picked up Hitbox, and he also picked up Third Strike. Mm. So he's been playing Third Strike on Hitbox on 30th and whatever the PC nice. one's called. Okay, okay. So at ECT they had Third Strike, but they only had Third Not. Strike arcade games. Right, yeah, yeah, and he like uh-huh. part of why he came there was to play Third Strike, oh, and no. so he has this little hitbox, you know, uh-huh. and it's just it's useless. Right. So uh, he sat down to play while we were playing casuals, and you know he has this kind of like, yeah, I mean you know what the noob gra- grasp is, right? Uh-huh. It's, right. You, yeah, have, yeah, you have it like this, uh-huh. and it's very tightly uh-huh. yeah, controlled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Right, you you don't realize you can let go of the joystick a lot of the yeah, times. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. You're kind of tugging it around. Right. Uh, it was funny to watch, but um, at Poor the same guy. time, yeah, right. At the same time, he, he was like, "Is this how every tournament is? Are they all on arcade?" Uh-huh. And I was like, "Well, if it's jazzy, then yeah, it's yeah. gonna be on arcade uh-huh. for third yeah. strike. It is. Yeah, yeah. for third strike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other tournaments, like at locals, will be on thirtieth, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. You gotta learn arcade. So. Yeah." That's that's one problem with legacy games. Man. Right. It's like they, they just right. won't adapt to it. I mean, the Third Strike community in particular, yeah. they've never played any of the home versions. Yeah. Because they because like, you know, one person's elbow looked wrong, you know, and they just wouldn't touch it anymore. So You're right. Yeah, look, it's true that there are other ways to do it, but uh, when when it comes to Jazzy Circuit, they definitely just play on mm-hmm. the arcade cabinet. Yeah. All um, right. That's right. it. Fighting game news? Let's talk about fighting game news. There's, like, not a lot. Okay. <laughs> did you see Blitz Tank's intro video? I did not. I haven't gotten a it's chance. It's on the to list see. over here. Should I play it? Sure. Should I play it? Are Just because we... it's hilarious. I mean... Oh, yeah? Okay, okay. The, ca- the character... So, for a BB tag, whenever there's been a new character, they come out with a little intro video that's like, here's a little bit about what the character does. Oops, hang on a second. Dude, I like the tune though. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. It's cat. Right. Hi. Hi. Meow. Oh, look at him. He's pushing his head against my face. Oh yeah. Hi. Did Jazzy have adapters? No way. Cause we were there playing. I see, didn't see anything if like that. They had adapters. That would be. That would be. I'd be super. This, this sad poor guy was yeah. lugging. Yeah, he was lugging his yeah, hitbox around the whole day. Uh, and if I there were adapters, that would. <laughs> 
God, kind of I funny, but it would suck for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I feel awful. Yeah. It's gonna be a little choppy as usual. Apologize for that, but here we go. Is that so outcast? Wow, okay, well, my bad. I just assumed that. Canceled before it could be mass produced. Power type character heavy armor and overwhelming firepower. In the far range, these reflected reflective bonus attack. <laughs> I'm just gonna laugh at all his attacks. In the close range. Oh my god, various attacks! Make use of its armor move to get into the offensive! What even was the attack then? <laughs> I couldn't answer that question! Blitz Mine is an attack that stuns the opponent for long durations when it connects. You wanna turn that music a little bit? Oh, is the music really loud? That's it! It's a tank! Dude, that was a sick combo, actually! I also love that they know that the people who are going to be playing Blitz Tank are, like, Taker players. Like, people who are like, what's the biggest, ugliest character you got? <laughs> a tank? Cool. Right. The best character they can just troll with, Yes, you know? they're definitely yes. right about that. Oh, uh, man. I think that that is definitely cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know that they put them in there as humor you know what i mean and i love that arxis is just embracing that yes. in all of their production stuff i think even that song was kind of humorous it was like well, i wonder if song. that's the original song from the the actual game I, it might actually be the original song from akatsuki blitzkampf actually it sounds so. to me like a little bit like the tank is farting that's like the sound of the song to me <laughs> oh, it man. is the real one yeah. it is the real one yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's so funny it's a funny song that's it. Uh, other news! Undernet and Birth EXE late clear will... Unclear. Unclear. Yeah, whatever. The next Undernet game is coming out in February of 2020. Nice. They have announced. For PS4 and Switch. Yes. Oh, God. The Switch. Switch is number one. Oh, God. It's on the Switch. I'm so happy. Switch is number one. I'm so happy. Oh, that's true. Was there no PC announcement? Uh, not that I saw. Oh, man. Okay. That's crazy. That's weird. The hitbox does work natively on Switch now. I didn't see them announce that, actually, so... Well, mine's been able to work. Shoutouts to the Brook UFB PC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be that they'll come out with PC version later, as they have <laughs> yeah, for yeah, other yeah, games. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm still waiting for the Switch version of Sam's show right now, and people are oh. waiting for the PC version of that as well. Right. They haven't announced official dates yet, and I'm wondering oh. if that's just because they're running into problems with the port or whatever. But Sam's show is coming out in the arcade uh, in Japan, and it's the platform that it's on is kind of like a glorified PC, so okay. people are hoping that that's a... Uh, Interesting. That's, that's a sign that it's coming out very, very soon, so... Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Then, community news. Well, kind of game news, I guess. Last week on the show, we briefly interrupted it to discuss <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Riot yeah. news. Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. Riot is... Well, we knew that they were making a fighting game, but they showed We all off. guessed. We all well, they guessed. announced it at EVO, right? They oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. And then last week, they showed a little bit of footage, a little bit of a chat about it, literally a minute, right? Mm -hmm, Very mm -hmm, short. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of it, 
they said that there's not going to be any news anytime soon. Right. It was like we're gonna do, we're gonna go dark for a while, but we're working mm-hmm. on it. It was like something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas for the other ones, they discussed like having news in 2020 for the fighting game. That wasn't even no right. year even was mentioned. Uh-huh, so who uh-huh. knows what that means? Right. Could be could, anything. Could be a while before we actually even. See Honestly, it. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So. After that video came out, the last week has been people talking about Riot's Fighter and what that means for the future mm-hmm, of the FGC mm-hmm. uh, or of the future of players, the future of whatever. I mean, right. a, lot, a lot of different stuff. And this is very often colored by what Riot does with its League of Legends video game and mm-hmm. the leagues that it has, in which it has exclusive franchise teams that are in the league and can't be kicked out of it. They're part of it. Uh, like their players aren't weren't even at one point their players weren't even allowed to stream other games, right? That's true. Yeah, I they thought were, they changed that. I recently. believe they did change yeah, that, uh, but they still can only compete in league. Right, compete right. is yeah, yeah. is, a, mm-hmm, is ex- mm-hmm. exclusive. Um, there's a lot of money in it, right? The players get minimum salaries. Uh, I forget what it is, but it's you know high right. high five figures. Many players are getting six figures now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of money in it for that. The commentators are exclusive to Riot as well, so the, the commentators just do stuff for the LCS or whatever, whichever mm-hmm. one that they work for. Um, and people are thinking about how this would apply if that is the same for the FGC. For the fighting game, Right? would they do any of that stuff? And a lot of people are kind of assuming that they will. Right? I've seen a lot of people talking about how they expect there to be a ton of money in it. Right. And they yeah. expect... Or they're discussing the possibility of it being exclusive for the players. If you are somebody who plays, I think they're calling it Project L, then you can't play another fighting game in the same way as for League, or you can't compete in more than one game. Um, And so everybody's chatting about how this would play out. Right. And there have even been some players that were asked, like, oh, would you play this exclusively? Right. And they were like, hell yeah. (laughs) If the money's there, they would. I don't think it's a coincidence that F Champ suddenly put out a tweet blasting Capcom devs. <laughs> Do you not? Oh wow, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, like oh, a Riot game that's being developed by the guys who made Rising Thunder, and then boom, blasting mm-hmm. Capcom devs. I don't think that there's a coincidence. I, I really don't think there is because he was all in on Rising. Revin. Yeah, he was all uh, on, on board with Rising Thunder in the first place, right? I remember so. his chill. Yeah, but um, you know. The thing about it is the, the number one weapon going against all of that is the fact that the game is being developed by the guys who created EVO. Yes. Right? And they wouldn't want that to happen at all. Imagine not. Mm-hmm. Right. Look, well, there's no information about how they would treat this game. Right. None at all. Now, here, like, for example, would this be the first time Riot could potentially make a game... On a console, would they? I mean, they have. Have they? Leave, has League of Legends ever come out on a console? It never they has. are no, but they're working on it. Oh, they are. They announced that was part it. Of, that's part of the announcement. Oh, last week, okay. Yeah. Well, so here you go. So if they're gonna do that, maybe they'll be willing to throw the fighting game on consoles as well. That's what people are thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and if that's the case, maybe they might be willing just to let the the fighting game community go how they are. Because like I said, you have two people who basically kept the fighting game community alive with the whole concept of 
every game is wonderful together. You've had Tom Cannon write anti-esports articles on SRK before, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. He's literally working on the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I think that there might be... I hope that League of Legends would actually, or Riot would yeah. listen to them in terms of how to navigate the fighting game scene. Because if you really do put that split in there, I think it actually would hurt the player base a lot. Because I don't think a lot of people are going to want to leave their game to play that game exclusively. Not only that, but there are way more fighting games than there are MOBAs, right? Oh, at least MOBAs that matter. Yeah, no, there's not even a question. Yeah. So, I don't know. Order of magnitude more. Yeah, but Riot, the other part, too, is that Riot is so powerful that they don't have to listen to Tom and Tony. They could do whatever the sure. hell they want. So. Sure. It's a weird question. I mean, they're the ones who are coming out with the game, right? Right, Tom, yeah. Tom and Tony, etc. are working on it. Mm-hmm. Not just Tom and Tony, who are definitely community guys, but other people who work there are longtime community mm-hmm. FGC mm-hmm. people as well. It's not, right. The whole team is. I just... I, I don't think that it's useful getting riled up about this. Interesting to talk about, so mm-hmm. we're talking about mm-hmm. it, but... People who have been riled up either way, I think, are silly because there is just no information at all. And I don't think that it's a good assumption to think that they would treat a fighting game in the same way that they would right. a MOBA. There are many differences. We've often talked about it. It's a single-player game, and their game is a single-player. Mm-hmm. I had wondered if they were going to make it a team game in some way, oh, but it, right, it really yeah. looks like it's a single-player game. Right. And it's very difficult to make team f- sort of franchise aspects of a fighting game. Um, in that same kind of way that you would for League of Legends. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it would mean to have an exclusive spot in a fighting game league. What does that mean? Right. Right. Like, what team is, exists that that would make any sense? I just I think that the the whole ecosystem would need to be very different. I think, mm-hmm. and maybe they would put a lot of money in it. I guess I would expect that. But right. in terms of how that looks, I don't think that it's a good assumption to make that they would do it in any way like how they are currently doing League of Legends. E- even their League is now like this, but that's only the last couple of years. Right. Before that, it was not an exclusive franchising mm. model. It was that teams could fall in and out of the League in the same way that like European soccer leagues like, work. Wouldn't it be weird would, would Riot, if they did go the exclusivity route, would they even let EVO run it? How weird would it be if the game created by the guys who created EVO yeah. wasn't at EVO? It would be super weird. It would be very, very weird. So, you know? and the, look, pe- people at Riot are not dumb. You know, they're, they're super part, smart people who are working there. They arranged the LCS, etc., because they are trying to make as much money as they can. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not like inherently a monopolistic tendency. It's just that monopoly yeah, think, no. is how they think that it would make right. the most financial sense. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to make whatever is the most financial sense. And I just don't think that a, an exclusive model makes financial sense in a fighting game right. system. That's all. Maybe they'll do it anyway. I don't know. But I just... I think that it's... It's certainly not a good assumption to make that they will do that. Right. Like, hold off on any information when it comes to that, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Any uh, any speculation is just kind of silly, I think. Fun, but silly. And and so not... not where, I've seen people get upset either way, right? Upset that some people would be willing to play that game exclusively. Mm-hmm. How could you give up the FGC and the grassroots and all that stuff? And other people who are upset that anybody would be upset that they would want to just make more money doing the thing that they love, right? So I, I, I get it from both sides. You don't want to give up the FGC as we know it. Well, I understand. W- one of the people who said that was also saying this because all the modern fighting games are bad. Okay. Well, so they just don't like the game. A bunch of nonsense. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, 
But if you are somebody who wants to make money playing fighting game and Riot offers you whatever big check to play their game exclusively, I get it. I, I understand why you would want to do that. That doesn't mm -hmm. seem too unreasonable to me. It's just, you know, we'll get mad about that or not, like, when if that comes. But right. don't get mad about it now. <laughs> we can speculate, but, like, there's no right. reason to get yeah, mad either yeah. way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if they came up to me and was like, James, we want you to be exclusive commentary for this, you know, and I'd be like, I don't think I can do that because I love all these other games. And then be like, here's your check. And I'd be like, well... Yeah. You know, yeah, it's no, kind of hard to say, right? You're right. It's hard to say. Uh, I don't look, know what I'd I'd love to imagine that I would be able to be like, nope. Yeah. Nope. But it's tough, dude. It's tough. Um, it's true that Riot has had sort of monopolistic tendencies for a while, but that's not how it started out at all. It's it's just that they have identified the way that they think could make more money. So the, the impetus is making money not being a monopolist. Right. But being a monopolist, it turns out, is what they think is the way to make money. Right, okay. Right. So that's like the secondary thing. In the FGC, I think that they would also have the primary goal of making money. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that being a monopolist is the way to do it in the right, FGC. exactly. Maybe they'll disagree. I don't know. But that's my take on it for now. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, someone even asked me, like, what's my price? They would actually have to offer me quite a bit of money. Yeah. I mean, substantially more than I make, and I don't make a lot, right? Yeah. So they wouldn't have to offer much to be more than what I make right now, but yeah. it would have to be a significant amount, you know what I mean? That's the kind of thing. I don't think it's something that I would do. I mean, again, I... You're not doing this full-time. I'm not doing though, it full-time right? anyway, yeah. right? So. Mm -hmm. Part of why I'm not doing it full time is that I want to retain that kind of ability. Right, to yeah, yep. exactly, exactly. So you can just be like, the Olympics are butt. And then you can or stay. or like be a sycophant for a while and like yeah, pretend yeah, to be super right, cool right, about right. it. You, you really want to do that. I kind really, of that really, really does. Do yeah, and then get yeah. on the air and just be like, "Don't buy into the Olympics. They destroy <laughs> yeah. countries." I'll have a whole they spiel really... about them being vampires. Yeah, be uh, exactly. They make people swim in in disease-infested waters. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Okay, we anyway, gotta stop talking about that. Otherwise, we're giving away your plans. <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah. The Olympics are great. The Olympics, I'm going to replace it with that scene deleted. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, it's very interesting to talk about what the potential possibilities are for the Riot fighting game. I just don't think it's worth getting riled up about either way yet. That's mm. all. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it's interesting to think about well, whether it'll be I, I don't think it's bad to talk about it now because... Well, you, to you talk can, is important. Yeah, you can get people to think about sure, it a little sure, bit sure. More, Definitely agree with that. I mean, because now if someone, a player out there is like, yeah, I would totally do it, and then their fans are like, oh, why would you do that and get mad, then they might reconsider it or something like that. Look, I mean, that has already happened to some degree, although not explicitly, but there are mm -hmm. people who only play Street Fighter V now mm -hmm. who in years past have played every game under the sun. Right. But because of the money that SF5 has and because it's the biggest most most entered fighting game right. they have focused exclusively on SF5 yeah I mean that's one part of it but then even when you talk to Tokido 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 when you talk to Tokido he just basically said it's because the competition is yeah. too strong that he can't I know I, I get it right? yeah. like, he literally can't play multiple games it's anymore. an understandable reaction to it yeah and it's, right. it's not at all mandated by Capcom. Right, right, I'm just saying that there um, are people who have already decided for other reasons to be mm -hmm, exclusive mm -hmm. to one game who previously were not. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's that's the question, right? Ramirez, what if the fighting game is exclusive to LCS? What does that even mean? Like, maybe you have to be on the 
Los Angeles, whatever, blah, and blah, blah. What, what single player... They're, they're viewing their games like sports, right? right what yeah. single player sport works like Right, that? exactly. They would have to emulate tennis. They would have to. Tennis. I mean, if you, maybe you got a team's model, but it's like racing or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's like other ways to go about it, but in terms of exclusivity like that, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. What players are making top five in SF5 in another game? Top eight. Uh, it's hard to say these days, but it's I mean, Kazunoko, yeah. Even he hasn't been. Yeah, but even they haven't been yeah. doing as, as successful as before. Even, even so. Dogra, I feel like he's playing more SF5 now. I don't mm-hmm. see him playing his other games as much. Yeah, I mean, like Justin, obviously, he just made top eight in Furiotika. He's been making top eight of Samurai Showdown. And sure, like Sam, yeah. Sam Show is a, is a Sam, different example. Yeah, yeah, Sam Show is a complete anomaly to that. Diddy Mokoff just won. Yeah, Machabo. Right. Yeah, Ryusei, uh, Punk. Or no, even, Mokov got second, I guess. But even Punk went negative for the first time in his tournament I life. know. What a... God, is he even good anymore? Right, that's exactly what I asked him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's about time to retire, huh? <laughs> How does it feel, Punk? How does it feel? That, My that, whole goal at the run back was to go 2-2 two and two in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and nice. I never did. Oh, no! I never did. Yep. Oh, my first tournament back in eight, seven years was what did I go three and two? What did I say? Four and two? I don't remember what I said now. Which one for Marvel? No, no when I played Mortal Kombat for the first tournament. Oh, in like that's right. Seven that's years. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember right. what I said, but it was something three or two right, or four right, or two. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. I'm clearly better at other fighting games than Marvel. Marvel was yeah, just like no, me no, trying yeah. to. That would be like me trying to go into a Tekken tournament right now. You know, this is clearly I am not good at these games. Although Tekken now. I might be You're able to eke out on one it. game. You're I might be able to eke out one game. So You're working it. on it. Thank you, Nathan. I agree. My Tekken is getting a lot better. So. I, I would imagine that teams would want their players to play Riot's fighting game. That, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I mean, and there's, there is also plenty of precedence for that. Again, not, not stuff that is mandated, but certainly I've read contracts of teams that want players to play a specific game. Really? Sure. Okay. I mean, there it's usually the game that the player is best known for already, but sometimes yeah. it's there's also, you know, requests that that's a player a learn call. whatever other game. That's but that's not from the publisher's point of view. That's mm-hmm. like does the team want it? Maybe. Yeah. Right. That's actually a good call, Magic Masta. I haven't had a chance to read Infilament's article yet about net code. Yeah, I didn't read it. I know Sajam was literally reading the article like on his stream and they were talking about it a lot and stuff and it got republished in Ars Technica. I saw that, that's yeah, cool. Uh, it's really, really cool. But I mean, it was very similar to a lot of the stuff that I said previous week. Okay. You know, just that it's not a silver bullet. It's really, really hard to do. And then Filament went into a lot more details on the difficulties because he got to talk to Keats. He interviewed Keats mm, with it cool. and stuff like that. And so they got to talk about why it's hard. And like I said, it's... I said this last week, that it's going to be more work to make it work, but the rewards are better, right? But that's why it can be programmed so badly. That's why Street Fighter V, the netcode is so bad, because they just didn't put the right work into it. You know what I mean? It's not easy. The, the hard, hardest part about coding is a lot of people don't realize that you know, coding is, is it's, it's so not a physical thing. It's not very tangible. It's not literally take this out, plug this in, works. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just nothing about coding works that way. And yeah. That's why object-oriented programming is such a big deal because that's what object-oriented programming is designing 
code to do is so that you can pull things out and put things in. But even then, there's just so many dumb little things that you just can't take account. It's why when I see fighting games have bugs, I just I'm, I brush it off because yeah. God, ev like you cannot stop bugs. Like it's impossible. It's ex impossible. So, oh dang, Alex Vi is in the chat here too. What? What's going on? Vi? Using his own emoji. Jeez. What's going on? His own face anyway. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. Anyway, Riot's fighting game is the thing. Nobody knows when we'll find out more. We don't know anything about it. It looks like it might have EX moves. That's about it. <laughs> right? It looks. It looks. Ri uh, rise rising thunderish. Thunder yeah, it looks uh, SF four ish, right? But other than the broadest of strokes, you can't dude, say. We literally about had it, like so. two seconds of footage, like three seconds of footage. Right? They also yeah. showed people playing it on keyboard. Oh, okay, and I okay. tried to watch the fingers, and I couldn't tell if they are doing motions or not. It was I was trying I, to I'm watch. I'm sure it's not going to be motions. If it's not rising thunder with the cooldown mechanic, just like. It was before. I'd I'd be surprised. I'd be very very surprised. So, do you think they'll pull the Grand Blue and do it so that you have Both the ability? Yeah. Only because Grand Blue did it, they might think about it. You don't think that that was like a natural progression of that system? Mm -mm, I had never thought of that. I mean, yeah. and when Grand Blue did it, I was like genius. You know, so maybe they would do it. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, I tried watching the fingers, and I just I couldn't. Right, tell. you can't tell. You can't tell. So hard to know. Mm -hmm. Not too much more info than that. Don't expect it anytime soon. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's all I got, buddy. That's it. How was the Classic Tetris World Championships? Dude, this year for the Classic Tetris World Championships, I don't know if people actually had a chance in the chat to go and watch it. I watched it. But it is, uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. This is, this was... CTWC's Evo 2009. Mm -hmm, 100%. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was their 2009 because everything changed this okay. year. I felt like the space we used to be in was just in the corner of the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Very tight corner. Last year was crowded, standing room only, whatever. So this year they put us in our own hall. Okay. We had our own hall. It was twice the size. Oh, wow. Standing room only inside. Oh, wow. That's it, cool. Peop, some people, in fact, uh, Lord BBH, Zero Chan, they were there as well because they live in the area. And I asked them if they watched the finals. They're like, we couldn't. They couldn't get in the room. What? They just couldn't fit in the room. So they couldn't see anything. Like that's how bad it was. That's how crowded it was. What are you doing? I'm just been. I'm waiting until it's been. It would get colder, and that never happened. And I didn't want to go another week without wearing this. Oh, so. okay, okay, okay. I'll suffer. It's hot, but I'll do it. Anyway, continue. Yeah, but it was so sick. And the what's crazy about it is uh, Jonas, who was the seven-time champion, he only didn't win in 2013. That's when Harry Hong won. And then last year, when Joseph Saley actually took him took him out, right, sixteen year old Joseph Saley, and uh, he said it last year during the interview during his interview after he lost, he was like, "It's an important window because it shows that people can new people can come in here, that younger players can come in and play. It might inspire a whole new generation of players." And that is exactly what happened. We had so many people coming in to play this game who are younger than the game. Like, I even wonder if Joseph Saley knew who Alex Pajitnov was. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you even wonder, right? The game's 30 years old, right? The game is... It's, it was created in 19... 
So right now, the year of its birth is under debate. Oh, wow. All the Tetris people are like, it's clearly 1985, but officially something came out and said it was 1984, and they're like, eh. So Alex Kerr, a guy who goes by the name of Kitaru, is okay. basically the walking Tetris encyclopedia. Cool. If you want to know anything about him, about Tetris, you talk to him, okay. and he was talking about this at dinner one time. Cool. Uh, at some point, he was like, yeah, they say it's 1984, but it's impossible because, you know, he hadn't started working at the company yet in 1984, and blah, 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 like all this kind of crazy things like that. But, Interesting. But yeah, 1985 is... Uh, so it's a 34-year-old game. Yes. So a pretty big portion of all humanity is younger than this video game. <laughs> it's like a lot of humans. Yeah, it's true. There's a billion people out there who are older, who, uh, right. young, younger than and, and And the thing about it is the level has been raised so badly. So what Sonic Fox did to the NRS scene is literally what's kind of happening right now. The level of play... Ow. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see the scratch. Yeah. <laughs> he got me. The level of play has risen so cra crazy. So last year, to qualify into the top 32, so the, the way the game played was that you played on these, these setups. You waited in line. You jumped on, played one game, yeah. got your best score possible, ran back, stood in line again. Right. It's like 10 people in line, and you would just cycle between there, right? Line was 30 minutes now, okay? It was literally a Disneyland line. It wound, like there was a That's tape funny. on the ground that you had to follow. That really? did a windy thing that people had to wind. So when you finished your game, it was cool. so much more stressful for players because they knew they couldn't just jump in line and try again. It was like, I gotta get the best score. Before it was like, this game sucks, quit it, whatever, let me jump back in line. But now you're like, God, I gotta, I might not get that many opportunities. So and you needed to be top 48? So last year it was top 32. Yeah. And I think the lowest qualifying score was like 500,000 or 400 and something thousand. Remember the max score is 99999. You max out, right? This year, the cutoff was like in the 600,000s and they increased it to 48 players. Oh, wow. Because they added a round zero. They added a round zero where the where the bottom like 16 people had to play each other first to I get see. into the top 32, Dang. and all of a sudden now you had to score in the like the top 600. So you had to score like last year if you got 700,000 you're like I'm good, like the top 16 didn't have to play in that round zero okay. right, so you're good. This year if you scored 700,000 you weren't in that top 16. Wow okay. You just weren't in it. Like, like, we were commentating, and we are like, oh, dang, he just got 700 and something. And we are like, where are we right now? Like, we're actually acting disappointed right, that he got right. a 700,000. That's awesome. Like, it was crazy. And the champion only uh, right now, and it's going through that same build as the fighting game community. This year, they got $10,000 for a prize pool from the Tetris company. And they were elated. They were like, oh my god, we got $10,000 from the Tetris company? What? And so, but they're, and you will love this, you will love this, they're already setting the precedent of splitting the money all the way down to top 16. Nice. They've already done that. So first place, I think, got 3000 and then they spread it oh, all wow, the way down. Cool. Okay. And so to, all the way through top 16, they made sure that the like 9 through 16 got something to help pay for their trip Very and cool. stuff like that. So they're trying to establish that now. That's awesome. They're starting to establish that now. So that's, that's awesome. actually super cool. Agreed. That for the trophies, for the trophies, they get um, T-blocks. T Oh, cool. And I think it was somebody on the tweet there said, like, second place got a silver one, right? So there's a gold one and a silver one. Cool. Someone joked that second place through seventh place, second through seventh, 
so or through eighth should all get L blocks instead. That is pretty good. <laughs> I actually told that to the one of the guys who runs it, and he was like, "I may have to consider this." Nah, that's great. <laughs> so you have the T block, the trophy block, right. and then you gotta hold that L. Uh, that would be great. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be very cool. Amazing. Yeah, actually, Mega Retro Man, who by the way defeated Jonas, he was the one who sent Dang. Jonas home. Uh, so congratulations. Okay, all to right, him. we got. Celebrities um, in stream. But the thing about it was, though, that um, the viewership was actually at 30,000 last year. Okay. Uh, and it was less this year. And oh, is that so? Yeah, and I talked to the, 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 the Tetris guys. They're like, let's see if we can get to 100,000. And I was like, dude, Evo barely gets to 100,000. Right. And I was like, it's going to it's gonna take a while. So I kind of kept it realistic okay, for okay, them and enough, stuff yeah. like that. It's it's hard. It's hard stuff. Of they, course. It was on front page and everything. But, you mm. know, it's just you're like Tetris. But, like, dude, if we can, like last year, Joseph versus Jonas went viral. And that was a 3-0, right? right? Dude, if you can get... Joseph versus Green Tea, which wasn't the grand finals match. I watched match. that. I felt like that was the grand finals match. Dude, that was... <laughs> that was incredible, actually. So, again, people have to understand, you have to play almost perfect to max out in the game to get 999,999 points. You have to almost play perfect to get that, right? Like, six over 60% Tetris rate. And while modern Tetris games, that sounds easy, it's such a different story on Nest Tetris. I can't explain to anybody that if you're good... At Nest, if you're good at Tetris 99, if you're good at Tetris Effect, if you're good at Puyo Puyo Tetris, the Tetris on that one, yeah. if you sit down and play on level 18, which is what everybody starts at, you will die almost instantaneously. It is a completely different game. It is a wildly different game. And so to get 999,000 is hard. They've never had it on a 1v1 match where both players maxed out. Right. And that is exactly what happened with Joseph versus Green Tea because they... Neither of them, they knew neither of them could play conservatively. Right. They had to play as great as they could. And again, even in the qualifications, only uh, six players, no, eight players maxed out. Wow. Which is way it's more than already, it was yeah, last it was year, right? Seven was last year, but this one was like eight players did it. It's already super hard. Yeah. So in the qualification rounds, only eight players maxed out. And these two did it in tournament against each other. I saw that. I was super Which hyped. was the craziest thing and it was like, <laughs> I got hyped in my room I was like room. screaming and shout outs to Trey Harrison by the way what the, what the one of the main uh -huh. guys who organizes it the only reason why we could tell who won is because they have like a modified version where the, the score can go above 999 that they use right just for that's the, right yeah. the 1v1 mode and stuff like that that's so. super cool and yeah green tea is from Japan oh is that so okay Green Tea is from Japan, and I think a lot of them actually know me from the fighting game community. Because okay. last year when I saw Green Tea, he already seemed like he knew who I was. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. But the Japan, Sweden, there were Switzerland, a bunch of guys from Europe were from over there and everything like that. People are coming from all over wow, the world cool. to this event. And like I said, it's it's growing and it's getting big and it's wow. it's so much fun. Like That's awesome. And, and, and there's so many parallels to the fighting game community too because it feels like everybody's there because they love the game. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're just doing it because they love the game. I mean, so many of those people there, they are so old. Like, like a lot of them are 40s like I am and late 30s and so stuff old. like that, right? And they're sitting there just still going Ooh, to play it because they yeah. love the game and everything like that. It's old. It's old. No, I was kidding. Um, but the thing about it was, like, it's it's interesting now because you can see it. Like, even talking to Jonas, he was like, yeah, past years, all of us would just come in here. We would practice maybe, like, a week beforehand because, 
you know, the same guys would make time. Yeah, that makes sense. It didn't sense. matter. Blah, okay. blah, blah, blah. It was Marvel 2. Right, it was Marvel 2. But now all of a sudden, you've got these kids who are playing. They have the time. Right. They have the means. <laughs> they will sit there and play for a year straight right. and practice the whole entire time, right? right? And so now they have the time and... Also because, so the reason why Nest Tetris is so hard is because there's the strategy aspect of Tetris. Playing the probabilities, knowing how to manage your yeah. landscape. Then there's the execution aspect, sure. right? Which is DAZ versus HyperTap. Right, right, right. DAZ, which of course is the delayed auto shift, which is how fast the piece moves if you just hold the controller. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you, there's this whole technique of maintaining DAZ mm -hmm. between pieces and all that stuff like that. And for the longest of time, this is what everybody learned. This is what all the top players learned. Corian, the veteran from Japan who is over 40, was basically the first player to show that a hyper-tapper could compete against these guys. So a hyper-tapper basically means you're just hitting the controller faster than what the auto, you know, the, 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 the delayed auto shift would do. They showed that on stream a few times, and it was cool to watch. Yeah. It was cool to watch. I mean, it's... Right? I mean, yeah, it's, they're just literally yeah, like vibrating the thumb as fast as you can. It's vibrating. It's a good way to put it. Corian was the one that inspired Joseph to learn through hyper-tapping. So that's why Joseph plays with his thumb on the pad and he rotates with these fingers so he can do this, right? right. And so because of Corian, he proved that hyper-tapping can work. A lot of the young kids are all hyper-tappers now. Mm -hmm. So they're, so I'm almost starting to wonder if it's going to get to the point where in the future you're going to have to learn hyper-tapping sure. in order to win. Like, it's changing the way the game is being played, you yeah. know? And it's fascinating that way. So I wouldn't necessarily... I mean, obviously, a lot of these guys come in here, and the older players probably didn't practice as much as a lot, yeah, a lot that of makes the kids sense, did. Yeah. So literally, the top four was an 18-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 15-year-old versus Corian, who was like 40-something. He was almost as old as the other three combined. Like, almost as old as the other three combined. It's right. crazy. It's crazy. But now, what does that mean? Is that going to force everybody else into hyper-tapping? That you makes know? sense, yeah. It would be really, really crazy. Although, one of the young kids who did get in there, Batfoy, is not a hyper-tapper. Okay. He actually is a Daz player. But okay. apparently, there's a, there's a Daz technique where you Daz and then you tap the last one. Because the timing is... But then you... You know, for the last one, I and I think that he got really, really got good at that. By the way, hyper tapping does not look good ergonomically. No, does not look good for your no, hands. No, Joseph at all. has said so much that yeah, okay. it hurts his it hands. Must hurt. Like yeah. sometimes after he finishes, like you see him shake his hand like this and stuff. It, it can't be good. That sucks. Yeah, it can't be good for you. Yeah, that's a concern. Yeah, but. <clears throat> Again, the tournament was amazing. Came down to Corian versus Joseph. He's won two years in a row now. Honestly, you could not have gotten a better 17-year-old to represent the scene. He seems like a good guy. Yeah, you talk to him, and he's, like, proud of the... He was he was even saying, I'm so proud of all the young players showing up. That's great, man. That's great. <laughs> you know, he was... Um, he is such a great... And, and I talked to him at the after party, too. And he said it was hard for him at first because after the first year, it was just weird because all of a sudden he's on the spotlight and sure. everybody's like, oh my God, you're Joseph Saley and all this stuff. Right, right. But he's he's grown into that role very well. Nice. And, and I, I'm super happy that he's like one of the representatives for our scene right now. That's good. And, you know, his his you know his whole family was there this time. So his real mom was there this time. Instead that's, of that's right. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, yeah, um, but 
Green Tea is the best, dude, because he's just smiling. He the was whole time. seemed like he was having a blast. Yeah, uh, he's like the eat design. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 But the coolest thing about it, honestly, was that Alexei Pajitnov was there this That's right. year. Alexei Pajitnov, the cool. creator of Tetris. Like, if you told me back when I was playing Ness and I was already a huge fan and I already sure. knew who he was sure. and I thought he was the greatest human alive, that if I was going to actually be able to meet him That's cool. and when I met him, I just wanted to shake his hand because I heard he's not very good with public. Okay. He doesn't like signing things and taking photos. He gets very uncomfortable. But even at the end, I think he was so blown away by the whole thing that just the, 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 the high was there and he was mm. taking pictures with everybody oh, nice. and signing things wow. and I shook his hand and he was like he told me he was like I loved your commentary Aww. it was beautiful you did a great job and stuff and I was That's just like so cool you know I was like seriously great, I was like and it's like, it. yeah, like so cool. I took that picture and everyone's like dude your smile uh -huh, like, uh -huh, and I didn't uh -huh. even sense it at the time but when you look at that picture like yeah, that smile was just like looking. going crazy dude definitely but um, to so cool, like man. he uh, Arda, the guy who was doing all the announcing, you know, uh, he was even at Evo. He did a bunch of the interviews with a bunch of people. He works for ESPN Esports now. So oh, does he? Okay. Mm -hmm. But he's just a huge Tetris fan. The like huge. the like announcer guys. The, the the guy with, in the black oh, yeah, suit. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, yeah, he did a really good job. Yeah. But he loves Tetris as well. So uh, yeah, we roomed together and everything like that. Cool, and he's man. been giving me a lot of like little advice and stuff like that. It's really cool. Really, really great guy. But he said he talked to Alexei Pajitnov, and like uh, Pajitnov, mm -hmm. really bad at pronouncing that name, obviously. But um, like Alexei, the Tetris company forces you into rules when okay. you make Tetris. The pieces have to be a certain color. Oh, right, right, right. Tetris effects somehow bypass that so they could do the cool effects, and I think that they were okay with that. But the rotation scheme has to follow guideline Tetris. You have to have three preview windows or four preview or five or something like that, right? And at some point in time, Alexi believes that the only way you can truly play Tetris is with five preview windows or at least like three or five, you know, so you see the pieces coming up so you can plan it. Right. But apparently after watching this tournament and seeing how good these people could adjust on the fly to only the one preview block, because a lot of, because what you have to understand, having one preview block versus two preview blocks, even just two, makes a huge, huge difference. It seems like it would. And so a lot of players, you'll see them drop a piece, but then because of the next next that shows up, They'll change where they I put the piece that. to drop it and yeah. stuff like that. And Pajitnov told Arda even, like, he was like, maybe I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And so now a lot of the Tetris guys are like, can we get a the modern right, version right. of this game? Interesting. Can we get a modern version? Nest Tetris HD? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, the, country, the current Tetris company CEO is Maya Rogers, okay. who is Hank Rogers' daughter okay hank rogers is the guy who went to russia sorted out all of the like just there's a bbc documentary on it i totally recommend you watch it it's a great documentary but it shows you just how crazy it was everyone went to russia to get tetris mm. and they all lied to pajitnov that they had the license so they all basically made their own pirated versions of their game and Hank, including, I think Tengen was kind of partially involved in that as well. So Alexi, uh, I'm sorry, Hank Rogers was the lawyer who worked for Nintendo at the time, who straightened everything out and was like, look, 
We're gonna we we're get we have the official. We're gonna arrange this with you. We're gonna I get see. an official license. We're gonna make sure you actually see money from this. Right. Do all this stuff, and then they got it on the Game Boy. And then he was the one that basically helped turn Tetris into what it was. And so he became the president of the Tetris company. <laughs> Eventually, he left Nintendo, became the president, and now his daughter's taken over. Wow, okay. So now I'm just hoping Hank Rogers and Maya Rogers show up at one point oh, in time. Because be cool, then huh? I'd be like, hey, I love Tetris. I also know esports. Let me head the Tetris esports division. What? Like, that would be so sick. That would be very cool. That Tetris would be sick. E-sports. Like, if I could be, like, the leader of the Tetris <laughs> oh, esports division. So I'm going to, like, you know. I'm okay. just like waiting for them to okay. show up now, you know. Live the dream, exactly, so exactly. Cool, but aside from that, you know, like, on, um, yeah, uh, it would be cool if Hank Rogers and Maya Rogers would show up at some sure. point in time. But, man, uh, the game is, uh, that tournament was super cool. It was just, it was so awesome to see the growth mm-hmm. and the audience. Like, it's funny, too, because the, 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 the crowd that's there, that they all know each other, they're very family mm-hmm. because you're not competing directly with someone. You don't right. feel like someone is actually beating you down. And so everybody is sure. there is super friendly. But that kind of results in this environment where everybody heckles each other. Okay. Like they just know the players that like to heckle the crowd and to heckle back. And so people just make fun. Like, I can't believe a lot of these guys are playing and like re- responding to the commentary and yelling at people at the same I, time. Wow, okay. It's really funny. Like, during some of the qualifications, like, one of the players, Quaid, who's, like, really famous for being a heckler. Okay. Like, he was even, he was yelling at the commentator. He's like, why are you guys so quiet? You guys need to talk loud. Like, while he's playing. And so we would, like, start, like, yelling at him and stuff like that. And, dude, and, and like, shout outs to Chris Tang as well. So uh-huh. he's the other main commentator. And uh, he's the one who established Boom Tetris 4. Right. So he just kept saying it for Jeff the one year that went viral, which that video actually got a lot of the young kids into Tetris. Okay. So that was one of the main ones. But it's so cool that there's all these weird catchphrases now. So that was one of them. Neck and neck was another catchphrase that got super popular. But it just, it gives this kind of weird audience participation thing. So, like, yeah. everyone yells, boom, Tetris for Block. I saw that, yeah. To the extent that there was this little girl in the audience, and every time someone got a Tetris, she would go, boom, boom. She That's just kept cool. yelling. It was the most adorable thing. That's oh awesome. Oh, my God. She was so cute. She was just sitting going, boom, boom, boom. And That's it was awesome. it was so adorable, <laughs> dude. That girl was amazing, dude. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, it's just like the growth this year was, was incredible. And I don't know if it's going to be able to keep it up next year, but I feel like it's the same thing for Evo. It's like, God, how do we top this year? Yeah. How do we top this? And somehow I mean, they always do. You you let the players do that, right? Mm-hmm, like That's the mm-hmm. same thing that Evo does, right? I mean, the Evo makes it fancier and fancier other right, than that, yeah, but yeah. the important stuff is the gameplay, and you just like count on the players to make mm-hmm, good, and mm-hmm. they always do. Yeah, they always exactly, do, so. exactly, so... Yeah, it's it was it was great. I had a wonderful time there. Good. I actually even barely got to hang out at the conference like I did in the past years because it was in a separate room. So uh-huh. I barely even got to see the expo much. I was good. I, like for example, um, uh, Irene Lee Wave Chan. You know, mm-hmm. she's always at that event. I didn't even get a chance to say hi to her. I walked around the floor. I tried to find her. I couldn't find oh, okay. her. She's the one who does the Meowvo versus Catcom stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't even get a chance to see her, so I felt really bad and stuff. But you know. Uh, but, I mean, it's just the, the event was just so fantastic. Good. That that's there was cool. no reason for me to leave. No, so, right, right, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Cool, man. Yeah, that's right. She started the she started the boom during Mega Retro Man's 
uh, match. That's it's cool. so funny. She, the, that girl was adorable. But yeah, shout out to Chris Tang as well. He's been doing it. He's been he's he's gone to every single one. He hasn't missed a single one of these classics. This was the tenth year of the Classic Tetris World cool. Championship. So <laughs> yeah, it's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Huh? No, that was very interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you had such a good time. Yeah. So uh, the interesting part though is that the Portland Retro Gaming Expo might even move to another month next year so we'll see mm. how that goes we'll see how that goes okay. as long as it's nowhere around evo time hopefully no, yeah Jeez. <laughs> please please yeah chris tang has been in the scene for a long time chris tang knew me from fighting games a long time ago because he also lived in the sunnyvale golf land area oh, he okay. played in a lot of the betas he worked for oh, okay. capcom usa right after james goddard left and mm -hmm. he kind of took over james goddard role oh, wow, okay. and stuff like that so he's been involved in fighting games forever stuff so it's actually cool it is in august yeah that's what i heard the prge is moving oh, to august wow. so i'm just like good luck fingers crossed dude, fingers crossed if they end up on the same weekend i will cry i would super I will suck cry. i will absolutely cry oh man please move evo back to july please put it back to july Oh yeah, that's being announced soon. They're coming oh, out with the trailer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. They said on Halloween they're coming out with the trailer. That, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. So pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Nothing about game announcements. Just you know, presumably yeah, yeah, yeah. location and date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, again, shout outs to Trey, Trey Harrison, uh, who basically helps at Vince Clemente and Adam Cornelius. I think is his last name. If I pronounce that right. And uh, all three of them do an amazing job for the event. They every year they like they step up and everything. And Trey's the guy who did the crazy interface, the UI that we see on Super the screen cool. and everything like that. So and that's very cool. Yeah, they do such an amazing job. So it's it's uh, again, it was great. I have not gotten my Star Wars tickets yet. No, I haven't gotten mine either. Uh, yeah, I guess I got to do that, huh? Have you, Buckham? Mm -mm. I haven't. I haven't even watched the trailer yet. I haven't oh, watched okay. the latest I watched it this yet. morning. I kind of don't know if I want anything to be spoiled. To be honest with you, so it didn't seem like a very spoilery. Trailer. It wasn't very spoilery. Okay, maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I'll, I mean, obviously, we differ on this one, but I'm like so just out of it now, thanks to the last movie. Right, the last movie just killed all my interest. <laughs> interest, yeah. basically. <laughs> so. Hmm. Well, I'm excited for it, so I'll I'll get tickets. I just haven't. Done I'm it. just worried about. They sold it out already for the first weekend. Holy yeah, because the crazy okay. thing about it is, is that um, they split. It split the audience a lot. Yes. And what I'm afraid that they're gonna do with the last movies, they're gonna try to appeal to both of them, and it might just end up being something that's completely. Because the weirdest part to me was that they just let the writers do whatever they wanted to the story for this trilogy. They didn't give them a. A template to how the, they wanted the story to yeah. go from start to end. They were just like, do whatever you feel like it, and we'll just go from and make it work, you know? And that seems really odd to me. Well, I can't disagree with that. Yeah, and so, you know, unfortunately, I'm scared now that this movie they're going to try to appeal to all the nostalgia fans. They're like, oh, look, the Emperor's back, and da 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 da, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then at the same time, they've got to work with, you know, the, what, the path that Ryan Johnson took it, and yeah. so. How are they going to handle that? You know what I mean? I'm really curious about Remains it. to be seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm going to go see it. Of obviously. course. There's no question about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no obviously, obviously. I'm going to go see it, so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll just go watch it on Christmas, the day that the Jews take over. You know? 
Oh, like we always used to go to oh, Disneyland yeah, or whatever yeah. on Christmas. Well, you can't go to Disneyland on Christmas. You can't go to Disneyland on Christmas anymore. No. No. Is it are there too many Jews last now? Last time, the last oh, there's just too many everything. Now. I see. Yeah. Okay. The last time we went there was when they changed Space Mountain into Star Wars themed. Right. Okay. So like they had these cool screens where you see Tie Fighter like on the beginning that you see Tie Fighters flying around everywhere like that. Waited four hours for that. On Christmas. On Christmas. On Christmas Day, me and Jason, my friend Jason, we waited four hours for that. We got to Disneyland, we went straight there. For half of our time there, we didn't go on any rides, we were just in that line. The ride was not broken, there was that no sucks. problem, it was literally just a four hour that line. sounds awful. And so it wasn't until halfway through our day that we even realized we were at Disneyland, you know? <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah, it was not, all we right. will never do that so again. So the old Jew trick doesn't work anymore, nope, I guess. not Bummer. at all. Well, uh, it was good growing up. <laughs> High fight if he's if high fight is still in the chat I'm sure he can put the link of where you can get the footsies merch. Yeah right it was just like highfight.teespring or whatever teespring.highfight however that works. Yeah that was maybe poor phrasing I'll admit to that. Which one? Oh. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. It's a good, it's a good hoodie. You know what? It's not just cool looking, but it feels really nice. Feel it. Dang, it's really soft. It's really yeah, soft. Yeah, it is really it's soft. Super okay, comfy. Okay. Cool. Cool. Anyways, I guess that's about it. Yep. Okay. Uh, this weekend though, we will be heading to First Attack in Puerto Rico. Indeed. So that's going to be exciting. That is going to be a uh, Capcom premiere event. It is the Latin America Finals, Regional Finals. So it's going to be like all the other ones where they have the one tournament for the Latin American region, and then there's going to be just the standard premiere event that anybody can enter there. A lot of players, I know this is going to be the first time going there because it is a premiere sure. event. Uh, I don't remember if it was anything in particular for for like Tekken. And I think Tekken is a dojo event. I don't remember what it was for some of the other ones, but that's oh, going to be this weekend. It's always one of the most enjoyable tournaments. Oh, yeah. Uh, well run, fun area, yeah, good people, yeah, a lot, of, cool. lot of good stuff to say about it. I'm actually really sad because uh, last year and all the previous years I've always stayed an extra day. Right. And I'm not doing that this year so I'm afraid I'm not going to have as much chance to like hang out and everything yeah. like that. But, Sounds right. Uh, you know, I mean I'm traveling for three weekends in a row. So, same here man, yeah. we're doing the same thing. We just had a different location the first time. But yep, yep we're, exactly. then we're going to Canada so, Cup the following weekend. So yeah. A busy few weeks. We have a terrible flight. We're leaving LAX at 1.21 a.m. on Friday and flying to San Juan, Puerto Rico via Chicago O'Hare. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Oh, boy. Yeah. But, you know, when you buy tickets like a week in advance... They've got to they got to get so to the point options. where they let us know if we're going to these events a little earlier. That definitely needs to happen. They yes. definitely need us because it wasn't cheap either. It was not. No, cheap it was not either. cheap. No. Yep. <sighs> eat some, what terrible! Eat some gummies and take a nap. Eat some gummies. Some gummies are your sleeping advice. The sugar gummy? Yeah. Okay. I, so. Okay. All right. We're moving on. I mean, dude. <laughs> I like even like my flights to Portland and stuff like that. I I like. I barely got any sleeps and stuff like that, but this one is going to be a completely different thing, so... Edibles. Yeah, exactly. The edible gummy bears. That's what we need. 
No, that's all right. I mean, I I already put in. Did you put in your request for upgrades? I did. Yeah, yeah I did yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So hopefully that'll work out. It'll never be as great as when Neo Act got us some flights before, but you know. As what? As, remember Neo Act got us some really nice flights to Puerto Rico. Was it last year? We had the crazy seats that uh, like they would roll under the thing. You did you not have that? You had that too, didn't you? I honestly don't. You remember, remember. it? You you probably slept so well that you just don't even remember at this point. Really? I honestly so. don't remember this. Gosh. Well, Don't waste it on him. Just you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I might just don't have a good memory though. Okay, not fair for the, Not for this kind oh, of stuff. Oh, he flew separately, so he had a different one. Maybe it was just me then. Okay, I don't remember now. Recently, my wife and I were talking about flights with some friends mm-hmm. and how she hates going on flights. And part of it is that she doesn't like the baby that screams. You know, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. she was like, every flight has a screaming baby, mm-hmm. and I was like. Well, I fly, like, multiple times a month, and I gotta tell you, like, there's almost never a baby. Like, there's, sometimes there's a baby, but, like, mm-hmm. almost never. She was like, David, there's definitely a baby, but you don't pay attention, and even if there was, you wouldn't remember it. <laughs> and it, it was, like, the ultimate trump card. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't have any way to come back. I, that's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. there have definitely been babies on our flights. There have definitely been babies on our flights. Do you do headsets and music or anything like that, or sometimes, but not okay. usually. I have head headphones in, but like listening to a movie, maybe. Okay, okay. Most most likely, I'm just not not paying attention right, right, right. or like willing to forgive it. Because mm-hmm, she, she she's also all, like we we have flown together, and when there's been a baby, I'm always like, oh, that cute little baby. I hope it's having a good time. You know, oh boy. And she's she's mad, you know. <laughs> so, so. She's like, I want to kill the yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, it's a baby, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a little, come on. There actually has been stories of people who bring babies on flights, but then they'll hand out candies to everyone who sits next to them. Oh, wow. And they're just like, we're sorry, we're going to try okay. our best to keep the baby quiet. Because wow. the thing is, when you're a parent and you do bring the baby on the plane, it's sometimes there's... You just try everything. It's not up to you, yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard. babies want to yell. It's hard, so... Yeah. Oh, Boats and Joes has actually flown, flown next to a hero mom before. Yeah, it happens sometimes. And there's, sometimes there's just nothing you can do about it. So Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you that I would feel bad for the parents that they think that they need to give me candy. Yeah, I know. Or something like that, right? But I, mean, I would feel bad also. You never know because, I mean, dude, I, I so uh, one of my Lyft drivers while I was in Portland, right, I put in the address for my hotel to get back from it and I put in the wrong one and she drove me to the wrong one oh, and I was no. like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, this is totally my fault, whatever, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, whatever. And she was like, I had someone put in the wrong address and when I drove him there she got mad at me for taking him to the wrong place she says you should have taken Some me to this place and she was like you put in the address so I mean that's just the thing when you're one of those people taking a baby onto a plane you never know that there's some guy out there who just doesn't understand how hard it is to keep a baby sure. quiet and so yeah you, you some people do feel the need to like do that kind of stuff because there's just jerks out there who yeah. don't understand so. yeah calling my wife a jerk Exactly. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> Say hi to her when you get home. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. Shout outs to babies. Anyways, is that, that it? Yeah, I think I think we're good. I think we're good. Alright, cool. Thanks guys for tuning in. Thanks guys for hanging out.
Mm-hmm. I think this is loud enough. No, there, there, now it's loud enough. There you go. Oh, Skullgirls, Skullgirls switch is out, apparently. That's right, it came out today, it came out today. High five. Yes, so definitely pick that up, pick that up. Uh... I'm not gonna eat arepas in San Juan, because it's bread, and that'll kill me. Oh. <sighs> Bummer. Bummer, dude. Oh my god. 